0: Right, guys. Thank you so very much for joining me right here on Off The Script. This is your AEW Dynamite post show right here on Off The Script. It's February 9th, 2022. I am your host, JD, from New York. And this, the OTS venue. Thank you guys so very much for joining me on your Wednesday nights. Wherever you may be. is alive! Jesse, what is going on, man? You are... Alive and well, I don't see a mark on you, bro. What's going on? Man, it, it,
2: it took a while, man. It took a week, but um, I had to recover, bro. It, it took some uh, physical therapy, you know? It, it took an intense, intense hours and hours of physical therapy, but I recovered, brother. I, I, I thank everyone
0: for their well-wish. You had to recover from what, exactly? What, what, what are you talking about? I don't see a mark on you. Bro. What are you bruh. talking about? Bro.
2: Let me tell you something, man. When you had to endure the vicious attack that I did, bro, you do what you have to to defend yourself, man. You, you cover your face, man. But the 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 bruises on the body and the and the broken bones have all healed, man. I appreciate the well wishes. Man.
0: Well, what exactly what exactly happened here, man? Did you throw tacos at Thunder Rose and she got who, like who attacked you here, bro? You got you got any, like you you got the footage. You, you know you 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 have me queued up the footage over here tonight. You know what, what? What happened, man? Like, I mean, there's so many, there's so many people in AEW that probably wanna wanna hunt you down for the vile things that you've said on this show, man.
2: Well, we're gonna find out together, man. Because in the vicious attack, I was I was knocked out cold, and then the phone was broken, and I got Big Hodge. You know, shout out the Big Hodge Media. He uh, got the he got the footage um, uh, salvaged, and uh, we're
0: gonna find out together, bro. We're gonna find out together, man. Listen, that's one of the big things tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining us live. We're going to find out who attacked Jesse. Justice for Jesse today on OTS. We're going to jump right into it, man. What a... uh, uh, I don't want to say it's historic by any means. But, man, oh, man. Tony Khan really knows how to get the fucking community talking, bro. What, What a dynamite tonight. It was... Uh, you know, I, if, if I could put it into simpler terms, it was a thing of beauty tonight. And he got a lot of people talking last week. And we are always honest with everybody. We are always honest with everybody in AEW. We love what they do. We criticize them when we don't like what we see or if something doesn't feel right. We praise them when things are as good as they are tonight. I honestly think what Tony Khan did tonight was was masterful, and a lot of people are going to misinterpret that as desperate because MJF and CM Punk last week did not draw over a million viewers on TBS for Dynamite for whatever reason. It's been a great feud. The ratings do not indicate uh, anything negative as far as the feud not working or, or anything like that. It's been a, a massive feud for AEW. It's been a massive feud for the fans They just didn't generate a rating that I would would say is impressive for the bill that we've gotten for MJF and CM Punk. And I'm not taking anything away from those guys, but it was a disappointing rating because of the bill that went into the match. I do think that what Tony Khan did tonight was an answer to the sub-1 million rating last week on Dynamite. And he, I'm telling you, Jesse, he knows how to get people talking. He knows how to generate excitement. And I love how excited he is, and it really does play off the community, and the community feeds off that. Keith Lee debuted tonight after much speculation. Everybody thought it was going to be a forbidden door WWE talent walking into AEW. Jeff Hardy was thrown out there. Mustafa Ali was thrown out there. And numerous names were thrown out there. It ended up being limitless. Keith Lee, no more Bearcat, bro. He is in AEW, and fucking, by God, man, he's going to be a goddamn game changer. And I'm sticking by that. He's going to be their first Black AEW champion, and I can't fucking wait, man. He's been so underutilized in WWE. He's going to break through the glass ceiling in AEW.
2: Yeah, this was this was this was awesome, man. This was um, definitely not a letdown. You yeah. know, I kind of had a concern that um, we may be in for another Christian Cage overhype debut um this was not it you know this was this was this was perfectly fine this fit the bill um uh fans if if they're not excited they should be because uh this this offers all kinds of not only interesting matchups but we get to actually see the keith lee that we got in nxt and the, and the keith lee that we got before he signed with wwe we're gonna actually get the real Keith Lee minus the Bearcat, and that's what um, that's what we all want to see. So, you no, know, once again, you know, kudos to Tony Khan for delivering, man.
0: Yeah, and a lot of people I, I could see are already going to be salty about Keith Lee, and I see all the chatter on social media already. All oh, Keith Lee was overrated. Keith Lee's fat. Keith Lee's overweighted, uh, or he's overweight. Uh, he's not going to amount to anything. Another ex WWE disgruntled employee. I mean, h- how can he be disgruntled? And why would anybody think he's disgruntled? Of, co- of course he's disgruntled. Like, wh- what, type of ex- what, what type of excuse is that? I mean, look at what they fucking did to him. They put bear claws on him. They, they, they put him in fucking a singlet. Bro, did you see Keith Lee come out tonight and he ripped off his vest and he's like, no fucking singlet tonight. He, ju- he just bare Keith Lee tonight. That, it, it, was, it was a Keith Lee that was incredibly happy to be away from that system.
2: Yeah, yeah, this 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 entire episode probably really pissed off Vince, man. Yes. We got yeah, people out there doing what they want to do and not what he told them, and we got all kinds of blood and guts in the show, man. Vince was probably very angry with this episode. Man.
0: He was very angry with this episode. Uh, you know, I, I would not be surprised if he's on the phone immediately with uh, the nearest WWE pro newsletter or newspaper yeah. to uh, write up their next article about gory mutilation. Or gory self-mutilation. Fucking stupid e-drones, man. Keith Lee debuted tonight. The other big thing that happened tonight was Jay White walking through the forbidden door. And Tony Khan actually tweeted uh, immediately after Dynamite went off the air. And he says, I did not secure Jay White until Sunday. I realized after the fact that Friday night I butchered my own definition of forbidden door and hyping tonight. I heard the fans' feedback and wanted to ensure that tonight was a special AEW Dynamite for All. Thank you to everyone that watched. Jesse, J. White from New Japan Pro Wrestling. He will be in Queens, New York as of Saturday wrestling for House of Glory on Fight TV, which I'm very excited about as is Monster, my color commentary partner for House of Glory. He'll be in, uh, in Queens on Saturday. He was in Atlantic City, New Jersey tonight. What does this mean for AEW and the Forbidden Door? And how much of Jay White do you think we are going to see?
2: I don't know. I'm not, I'm not too familiar with um, Jay White's um, obligations over in
0: New Japan and everything else. So I don't know what's going on there. Is he a free agent? I, I don't think he is a f- quote-unquote free agent, but I do think he's contracted to New Japan. I, I do believe that he is someone that just recently signed an extension with New Japan. He was a free agent not too long ago, but I, I don't think he can really get over there due to the travel restrictions overseas. And he's been kind of grounded in the United States. So I mean he's been working with Impact, I believe. I mean, who the fuck watches Impact Wrestling? I mean, I mean give me a break. But um now he's over in, in the States. He's staying here. So why not work AEW? Yeah, it 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 it
2: seems like um it seems like they're already making plans for him down the road. It it looks like they're already building for him and Kenny. Um I'm wondering if if Jay White showing up is gonna draw Kenny back a little bit sooner than they wanted. Um, because if you get Jay White in the building, man, you got to get Omega back to work.
0: So, if Jay White, that. if Jay White is in the AEW storyline with Kenny Omega coming back, and he's going to be mixing it up with the Elite, does that remove the quote unquote ex Undisputed Era and, and let Adam Cole do his own thing and win the World Championship, and then maybe he visits all that somewhere down the line?
2: It seems like they're already kind of getting away from the um, the um, Undisputed Elite. You know, we haven't seen Kyle O'Reilly in a couple of weeks either, have we?
0: No, we haven't seen Kyle O'Reilly or Bobby Fish.
2: Yeah, I saw Fish on Dark at least. Uh, I haven't seen uh, O'Reilly at all. But maybe they will. Maybe they'll put Fish and O'Reilly together as a team, as they should be, and they can go ahead and take care of the Adam Cole, Kenny Omega, Jay White business, and um, we can always come back to the uh, to the um, to Adam Cole and um, Undisputed guys.
0: Yeah, I, I don't think uh, them being off TV is going to really uh, amount to much of. Um... Any anything really. It's not, it's not something that I would look at as being negative. Uh, I think uh, it, it's nice that people don't get on TV every week and it leaves the door open for others to kind of make their way onto Dynamite. But uh, Adam Cole, he was in the last thing that we saw tonight against Adam Page and Lance Archer after Page beat Archer in that great Texas death match, the AEW Championship. Adam Cole is definitely eyeing the World Championship. Are, are you okay with this next move, Jesse, as far as Adam Cole. I know you and I and and a lot of other people have talked about MJF possibly uh, jumping the line there and getting what I think and you think he rightfully deserves, and that's the AEW championship. Seems like MJF's moving on to CM Punk again in a rematch. I I don't think that's the right thing, and we talked about that last week, but it seems like Adam Cole is going to get that championship match. Are you okay with that, and how do you feel about Adam Adam Page's title reign? Are are you feeling a little down on it, and are you going to really give Adam Cole the championship in his first, and his first opportunity against Adam page.
2: You know, we, you know, we were talking about it early. It, I was trying to hang on for this as long as I could before, I you know, weighed in on it, but it does, it does now kind of feel like his championship run is feeling kind of lackluster. Um, I think it hit home for me when he came out and they started this match tonight with, uh, with Archer and the amount of time it took for the crowd to just get into it. I mean, me, I was hyped for the match. I'm ready to go, and the crowd were just kind of just sitting around on their hands for the most part. Um, they didn't really give a shit, you know. As, as the match picked up in intensity and 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 violence, they kind of woke up a little bit. But usually, man, I'm used to the world champion coming out, especially a a, a full on baby face world champion. Man, I'm looking for that big pop. You know, I'm looking for that big, this is the big baby face, top baby face in the company pop, and we just don't get it. Am I missing that? I don't I don't I don't think we're getting it. So um putting the page on Adam Cole right away, I would not be against that. I mean, I would see why, but it does feel like they're in a little bit of a of a pickle when it comes to their next champion, how long they're gonna reign, and and then what happens after that. Because Adam Cole should be champion right now, but so should MJF. At the same time, they literally have two guys, two heels at the very top that should be champion and one babyface champion not performing as well as one would hope. So I'm not sure what you would do right here. I mean, you really can't go on with picking one of the two. You just got to find something meaningful for the other one to do.
0: Yeah, we're going to talk about that uh, as the show rolls on. I I don't think that Adam Page is dropping the ball at all uh, as AEW champion. I I I don't think that. It's getting over, and it's the typical thing in pro wrestling. You know, people want it, they want it, they want it, then they get it, and then they're bored with it within a week. You know, and, and I don't really, I don't really know what what the problem is with today's pro wrestling fan. But this is not hey, me, being wait, this is this listen, a listen, a listen. This is not being aided by Tony Khan bringing in everybody. I mean, it, it, it seems like Adam Page is a great performer. He he, he seemingly is defending the championship. He's wrestled Brian. In two fantastic matches, he had a hell of a match against Lance Archer tonight. He, he's showing you that he's a fighting champion. But I honestly think, with everybody that Tony Khan is bringing in and all these big names, I honestly think that everybody would rather see those names in Adam Page's spot than Adam Page. Right, but but is is a thing though? I don't think it's I don't think it's um,
2: Hangman's fault at all. By 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 no. any stretch by any stretch of the imagination, it's just that. They haven't given him anything, really. It's not like he's had bad matches. They, they, he's had great matches, but as far as in depth story, he's had nothing. He's had nothing. He's, he's off TV for you know a few weeks on end, and then when he comes back, it just pops up. And who's my contender? You know, it's this guy. Okay, Texas Death Match. Okay, you, you know where 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 is his story? You know, he has fantastic matches with whoever you put him in the ring with. So all he needs is a good story.
0: And he's rocking and rolling. So uh, are you saying that Tony Khan has Big Eed Adam Page? It seems like he had long-term
2: plans for Hangman and his bill to become champion. But now it feels like he's just kind of going to wait and see what happens for a little bit. Because it and right now it does not feel like he's had long-term plans for
0: um, no, Hangman. No, it doesn't. No, you're, you're absolutely correct. I don't feel like he's had long-term plans or any any feeling of long-term booking since he won that championship. I, uh, the Bryan feud was thrown together uh, late, which was great. It worked out for everybody. And this Lance Archer thing seemingly is is something that was thrown together last minute. And it seems like this Adam Cole match at Revolution possibly is something that's going to be built up in three weeks before we get to Revolution. So you are correct. There hasn't been any long-term booking for, for Adam Page. And it's sad because they, they spent over a year telling his story to beat Omega – and the rain itself is not living up to the bill that he was given.
2: Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I don't I don't wanna see his reign cut short, but at the same time, I want to see something more exciting going on with the with the championship right now.
0: Yeah. And I, and I do think that championship deserves it. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is uh just a taste of what we're gonna be talking about tonight. I appreciate you joining me and Jesse on off the script tonight for the AW Dynamite Post Show uh on OTS. I appreciate you and everybody else that came out as well. To the OTS VIP meetup at the Tennessee Avenue Beer Hall in Atlantic City, New Jersey. This afternoon, there was a a bar jam-packed with wrestling fans, and that's thanks to the podcast. I want to thank everybody that showed up, hung out, had several cold beverages, some great food. Jesse was talked about. Everybody there was like, who attacked Jesse? Who attacked Jesse? I'm like, listen... We're going to talk about it later. I can't divulge information because I don't even have information. So we're going to talk about that uh, a little bit later. But again, I want to thank everybody and the Tennessee Avenue Bay Hall for being so generous in-, in giving us that space today. Awesome, awesome stuff. First meet and greet in New Jersey certainly will not be the last. Follow Jesse and I on social media. I'm JD from NY206 on Twitter and Instagram. You guys can find Jesse Right there on the screen with his ad on social media. Jesse, why don't you tell people about your uh, fairly new YouTube channel? I know you took uh, the week off to lick your wounds from this injury, but tell them what they yes. can find on your YouTube channel.
2: Yes, guys, please follow me at Chi-Town Smart. two words on YouTube. And we will be covering AEW Dark Live during um, our watch-alongs, where we will get together and we will have a couple of drinks, shoot this shit. And more importantly, we'll rate the new talent as we give everyone tacos for their performance. So all the new up-and-coming talent will be working for our tacos. Uh, I want to give a shout-out to Big Hodge. Big Hodge has gone above and beyond out of his way to make this show and mine much better for you guys. He has provided me with the lighting and the camera, and the microphone that you are listening to and seeing me on right now. So shout out to Big Hodge. Um, He is and always will be a
0: a supporter of JD and myself. And and Jesse does sound good. I I would have to say Hodge came in with the clutch microphone. Jesse sounds good tonight. How how does Jesse sound, Chad? The new microphone. Let, Let us know. In the chat, nobody, give me, give me, give me, give me a, a taco rating in the chat. If Jesse sounds great, give me five tacos. If he sounds like shit, give me one taco. Nobody
2: noticed. that. I noticed. No one said a single word about the new Mike.
0: Of course not, man. They're all uh, they're all excited about fucking Keith Lee uh, being uh, not Bearcat uh, on AEW a- television. They're all fickle. They're all fickle. Man. All you fickle fucking fans, man! Listen, go follow us on social media. Hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for notifications. Make sure you guys also check out all the other content on the channel. It's been a very, very busy year so far and we're rolling on into February with the consistent content. So make sure you guys there is a one one taco in there. Of course. Mr. Tomato with the one fucking taco,
1: man. (laughs) Jesus Christ.
0: Listen, go check out all the other videos on the channel and uh, there's a ton of content there if you missed anything. Go check out the VIP section, man. Hit that join button. Make sure you guys hit that join button. Become a VIP. You guys get the custom badges and the custom emotes. When you sign up, you guys can use them in the live stream chat or in the comment section. Go get your t-shirts at bonfire.com. The exclusive home of Off The Scripts. And make sure you guys hit that thumbs up, man. Let's try for a thousand likes. We're almost there. We need less than 30 likes on the live stream chat. So make sure you guys hit that thumbs up. And support the podcast right here on Off the Scripts. Jesse, we're going to get into it right at the top here with MJF. He had quite the open of Dynamite tonight in Atlantic City. He is the man that pinned CM Punk two times in one night in Chicago. So Wardlow walked out right at the top of Dynamite. This was the... Typical WWE start to a show, but AEW always does it better. And AEW started off with a MJF celebration of sorts as he defeated CM Punk last week on Dynamite. Wardlow walked out with these life-size cardboard cutouts of MJF putting CM Punk in a sleeper. And then the other one was MJF sitting in the um, pose that CM Punk usually does when he sits in the ring. But it had CM Punk's body with MJF's face on it. So it was pretty fucking funny. And Justin Roberts was handed this sheet of paper where he was supposed to read off the introductions for everybody. He seemed very reluctant. And quite honestly, Jesse, the introductions by Justin Roberts here for all of the pinnacle was very mid. It was very mid, bro. I mean, mean, Justin Roberts is usually very enthusiastic. He's very over the top. I mean, I'm I'm quite disappointed in Justin Roberts, to be quite honest with you.
2: He was reading from a script that he wasn't given ahead of time. So Listen, just like, okay, man, it I, does, I does gotta it read not.
0: this bullshit. You, you got okay, words whatever. on a paper, man. Fucking put some energy into it. Oh, fuck that. They're heels. Anyway, Wardlow looked disgusted. He shook his hand. Uh, he shook his head out of, out of all of this nonsense going on. And then Justin introduced Sean Spears. And then um, Justin was handed a folder. Shivani then uh, said that. In Tony tonight, he will have a big announcement, but this is uh, obviously taking place first. And he did all this stuff about trying to hype up the rest of the show because Tony Schiavone was disgusted about what was going on with the pinnacle. And then Justin Roberts all of a sudden read this statement about MJF touting about him being a three-time Diamond Ring winner uh, and something about um, being the greatest of all time, past, present, and future, who beats PG Punk. Twice in the dumpster fire of Chicago in the mid-Midwest, MJF then came out to his music and he was ushered out to the Atlantic City crowd on a throne. And everybody was carrying, or these four geeks were carrying around uh, MJF on a throne. And he smiled and he waved like he was royalty. And Shivani then says he'd pay $1,000 to one of these men to see one of these guys tip MJF over in front of Atlantic City. I thought that was funny. So there were two women at the end of the aisleway here. One kissed him on the cheek. The other he made out with very viciously at the edge of the ramp before he got into the ring. So uh, everybody on the commentary team was sick about this site. So MJF takes the microphone. He gloated about his win. Fans are booing him and chanting, shut the fuck up. MJF then said, if anybody deserved the thank you, it's the person without whom he wouldn't have been able to beat CM Punk in Chicago. The camera focused on Wardlow, and he looked ready to accept this generosity from MJF, but MJF thanked Sean Spears instead. How, how much longer is this going to go on, Jesse, with MJF kind of doing these snide remarks and throwing the shade at Wardlow?
2: Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I get what they're doing. But yeah, it does seem like the longer they do it, You know, the, the, you know, the dumber, it kind of makes Wardlow look, I mean, I guess, I mean, he's under contract, I guess. So that's why he, he has to deal with all this shit, but at whatever point where he's not going to take it anymore, I'm going to say, well, why didn't you do this earlier? Yeah. You know, unless his contract expires or something like that. I mean, that contract has to come to some kind of end before Wardlow separates. Otherwise, I'm going to ask, well, this is the fucking last straw? The guy's been disrespecting
0: you for the last couple of months. You yeah, know? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. At this point, I, with everything that's going on, I can't, I can't even tell you or predict the time when uh, AEW is going to actually break up MJF and Wardlow here. I, I can't tell you anymore. You know, for the last couple of weeks, we've been like, it's got to be this, it's got to be this, it's got to be this. And I don't know if it's going to be that anymore.
2: Yeah, I have no idea. It it does seem like they kind of just I want to say like changing on the fly, but they maybe like just going with the flow a little bit. Like I was, I like I was waiting for the Christian uh, heel uh, heel turn on on Jurassic on uh, Jurassic on uh, Jurassic Express. Not only did it not happen, but it does even look like it's on the horizon anymore. Like they kind of shifted away from that. So I mean, it looked like plans are kind of changing here and there. I mean, not drastically, but maybe changing a little bit here and there, which is fine as long as they make sense at the end of the day.
0: A Couple of people in the chat said that was actually MJF's legit real life girlfriend. Yeah, it was. There yeah, that was there. That you was go, his girlfriend. Well, there you go. I, I, I guess that's why it came off so well on television. So MJF said he's not there to celebrate. He he hugged uh, Sean Spears, and we got a new MJF T-shirt that was unveiled by Sean Spears. Better than the best in the world. Now available on shopAEW.com. So. That is MJF's new t-shirt that was unveiled. He's not here to celebrate. He's here to make a statement. He said it's time for him to become the AEW world champion. Outwalked CM Punk on the stage. And the one thing I loved about this, and everybody knows I am fickle with this shit. We didn't hear cult of personality hit the fucking PA system. He didn't make this segment about him, and he didn't get the big crowd reaction. But MJF Jesse walked out to no theme music. And that's the way it should be done in a segment where you have one guy in the ring berating another guy uh, that he's feuding with. And out comes that other guy to no theme music. It's not about him. It's about the feud. And CM Punk obviously was going to wrestle later in the show. So we didn't want cult of personality playing twice. I love those little things. And that's something that WWE does not really understand.
2: Yeah, no, that was good. I I, I thought about you as soon as that happened, too. Like, ah, he's going to appreciate that shit. He came out angry. You know, he's... Bitter, he's mad. He lost. I mean, he should be. You know, he's he's he lost. He get ripped off. He wants a rematch. It, it makes sense. You know. Always so let's a- see where they go.
0: Always appreciate those types of things. So I love that. So CM Punk walks out. No theme music. Fans were chanting for him. Obviously, Shivani came from the commentary table. Walked over to Punk with a microphone. Punk said MJF's wins over him in Chicago are as sus are as suspect as his pr- as his spray tan. And he says he's learned from his mistakes. So tonight. He has some friends, OutWalk Darby and OutWalk Sting. He told them to take off their jackets and dress shoes because he doesn't agree to give him a rematch. Uh, if he doesn't get the rematch, he's going to beat them down. So MJF obviously was upset about this. Punk says he wants the rematch against the man who actually cost him the win in Chicago, and that was Wardlow. He told Wardlow to accept the challenge. If he has the balls enough to do it, well, the balls enough to walk away from MJF. MJF started to yell that he beat Punk all by himself, it had nothing to do with Wardlow. Punk ex Wardlow, if he's hearing MJF, MJF said Wardlow didn't do what he did because he's under contract to him, but because he is his best friend. So Dax Harwood says he's hungry for a rematch. Punk whispered something to Sting, and then he says he wants a rematch from the Greensboro tag team match that uh, they had a couple weeks back, so he can get his hands on MJF. MJF said there's no way he's wrestling in New Jersey. He suggested that they roll the dice. He said if Punk can beat FTR with a partner of his choice, he can have a rematch against him any place, any time. He said the only catch is if, you know, he's going to get the rematch here or this tag team match tonight of, of his choosing with a partner, uh, it can't be Sting or Darby teaming up with CM Punk. So he wished him luck to find anybody else backstage who doesn't actually hate his guts. This got internet Talking or the internet speaking uh, wildly about speculation. I know I was one of them. I said, "Okay, we got a possible surprise here tonight," and I threw this name out there, Jesse, right at this segment when it ended. I'm like, "Imagine if Samoa Joe debuted with AEW tonight and Samoa Joe teamed with CM Punk against FTR and gets or aids in CM Punk getting a match against MJF again at Revolution." I, I thought I said Samoa Joe. I I seen Colt Cabana, uh, I seen a bunch of other names being floated out there, but at at this point, what were you thinking, and and who did you think his tag team partner was going to be, or or did you think maybe it would have been Keith Lee in this spot to debut, and something else happened with the Isaiah Cassidy match? I'm
2: not sure, I I, I thought um, thought we were going to get a surprise, but not Keith Lee. Um, that spot I had reserved for whoever whoever was gonna be the, uh, the 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 forbidden door crosser. So uh, for for Isaiah Cassidy. So I figured that was Keith Lee or or you know Dargano or whatever. For um, with Punk, um, I don't know. I did think Cole Cabana for a second, but I thought, nah, I forget that. I mean, if they were gonna do that, they would have did it in Chicago. I mean, they wouldn't they wouldn't have waited till they left Chicago to do that in New Jersey. But um but after that, I don't know. I mean it it wasn't until it wasn't until after this point, but after we saw Keith Lee and after we saw Jay White was I thinking that we might get a third because I thought then TK was going for the, the, the fucking hat trick with three fucking debuts. Yeah. And then we were gonna get so after we got Lee and then we got the switchblade, then I thought we were gonna get Gargano or, a, or just another just another debut and, and he was just gonna just overload the show.
0: Yeah, I, I didn't know. I didn't know what to think at this point. You know, I, I was happy that we got CM Punk calling out the obvious nefarious means of MJF last week in Chicago. I'm glad that some of the truth was brought to light there. I, I think we were um, maybe. I, I don't. I don't know the right word to use, but I, I think we were uh, looking past all of this and kind of. Moving on a little too quickly. Yeah, I, I think I think with the rematch, it was the obvious way to go for AEW. They obviously want to do a second match. But the thing is, you know, I'm I'm very terrified of the 50-50 booking that we see so much in pro wrestling. Clearly, we're getting another match with these two at Revolution. I don't know what type of stipulation is gonna be tagged along with this. I do like that CM Punk brought the truth that's that MJF cheated. So does this lead to, A, 50-50 booking and CM Punk getting his win back because MJF's not really going to factor into the world title right now. So maybe he can take a loss and CM Punk moves on to something else and wins the feud. Or does MJF win clean in Orlando at Revolution and then we finally move on from this and they both go their separate ways. How are you thinking about this being that we're probably aiming towards another rematch here?
2: I'm not sure. Look, I'm not sure how they plan on going about this next match with MJF and Punk. But here's what I know. Punk needs to lose again. He just needs to lose again. The 50-50 booking shit is not going to help anyone here. Punk can lose again and still be the best in the world and still be CM Punk. And not only that, he'll be the best in the world who came over to AEW and made sure that a new top star was born. Yeah. So that's what's important here. They can finagle and do all the storytelling they want to make us believe that Punk might win. But at the end of the day, man, I think it's very, very important that a part-timer who is extremely over, like CM Punk, does not go 50-50 with a guy who's trying to make it to the top of the complete industry right now.
0: Yeah. No, I I, I agree with you. 50-50 booking is, is not... Something that should be in the cards here. Um, MJF, uh, I feel like him winning, like you said, is going to catapult him uh, much further than, than CM Punk really needs to be catapulted right now. Um, he, he doesn't need to win. CM Punk is just that type of guy that's just bulletproof no matter what. He can go away for a couple weeks, come back, and start a fresh feud with somebody else, and nobody will even bat an eyelash. With MJF... MJF's going to be a constant guy on television and he's going to go right into the next thing that he's got to do and you don't want to present him as weak. So no. if MJF is going to be a a future world champion, whether it's this year or next year, his momentum needs to be consistent and I don't think having him lose to CM Punk in a 50-50 Bruce Pritchard booking situation is going to really keep him consistent. And I honestly think with Wardlow and this whole thing, you know, it, it should really, Wardlow should really aid in, in MJF getting over, whether he turns on MJF at Revolution or not. Maybe he tries to help CM Punk win and it backfires and MJF wins the match on his own, even with Wardlow trying to fucking fuck him over at Revolution. And then he has even something else to be bragging about when he beats CM Punk at Revolution. He would have beaten Punk twice in Chicago, beat Punk by himself in Re- at Revolution in Orlando, and thwarted Wardlow as well. So, I mean, that's, that's what we're really, sh- or I think should be aiming for here with MJF. Yeah. Wardlow, could do a, um, you know, an, a
2: one eighty, and because he's he's for all intents and purposes he's babyface right now, you know, with just without the official turn, he could go ahead and double back and, and just go full back heel, and because everybody's expecting his turn right now to be babyface, what if he just went straight back and just stayed with MJF, helped him win, and then they carry on the stay course for a little while longer, um, before they do his full turn. Because because the, the thing is, at the end of the day, MJF just needs to win. MJF can lose matches, guys. It's not that he can't lose. He can't lose to guys like CM Punk. If MJF is going to lose, it needs to be to a Sammy Guevara, to a Jungle Boy, you know, to 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 another young and up and coming talent who, he, who he's going to be feuding with for years to come. He should not be losing to a Sting or a Punk or you know a. Christian Cage, I mean, he if he's going to lose, make sure that loss goes to someone who's going to take it and also run with it themselves.
0: Yeah, and keep in mind as well, Chad, uh, Wardlow is probably going to qualify for the face of the Revolution ladder match because it's in his contract per storyline that if he wins that TNT championship, he is to give it to MJF. I don't think he's going to make it that far, which will be another added layer to the overall MJF and Wardlow breakup here. So yeah. just keep that in mind. But um, I thought this was a great opening segment. This is um, something that WWE tends to do every week. And and, and like we usually say here, when AEW does the Dynamite opens with a promo, it it usually is a heavy, heavy promo and and something that is really important. And they did not let us down with this one. This was fantastic. MJF is always fantastic. It it set up CM Punk in the tag team match tonight with Moxley and his partner. And this set up a revolution match, rematch for... Punk and MJF. So, th- this really succeeded in many things, as well as showing the continued disdain uh, from Wardlow, obviously being criticized and neglected by MJF. So, th- th- there was a lot that AEW accomplished here. So, um, this was a great opening segment and not like the uh, very formulaic opens that we usually see on Monday and-, and Friday night. We got a backstage interview here with Andrade, and he finally came face to face with Sting or a.k.a. what he calls, or who he calls, Stink. <laughs> so he found Darby's boss, per se. He told Stink he is sure that this kid works for you. So Stink says he's not a kid, number one, and number two, you could talk to me and him, mano Imano. So Darby told him to quit wasting his time because he has bigger things to do uh, than to work for him, like becoming the next TNT champion, Andrade said, you will work for me. He said they have something in common because he won the TNT title once before, did Darby, and Andrade said he is the next TNT champion. So it it may be looking like, Jesse, we may get Darby, Andrade, and Sammy Guevara possibly in a triple threat match at Revolution. It seems like this is the natural course of where things are going to be going here. And I think that's a fantastic idea. That, that realistically, just on paper, could be a possible match of the year, Kennedy. Yes, I, I will take that any day of the week, absolutely. <laughs> and, and listen, this could be a, a huge opportunity to put Andrade at that next level after, you know, months of him feeling kind of irrelevant. You know, this is exactly where he needs to be. Some, someone like that should be really aiming for a TNT championship. We all know how, how great he wrestles. He's, he's a world champion caliber performer in that ring, but... If he's a TNT champion, I, I feel like it will really take him to the next level, like it did Miro.
2: Yeah, it it, it is, and, he, and he's still kind of floundering right now with this uh, HFO or A mm-hmm. HFO. And and it seems like they're dismantling it right now, and they're breaking it apart. I mean, Matt Hardy's already getting pissed at Private. Yeah, he walked away. Else. He
0: walked away like Jeff Hardy did tonight. They they mocked that whole situation, walked into the crowd, did Matt Hardy.
2: Yeah. Yeah,
0: so they're, they're working on that, which is good.
2: And, and, and just the, not that long ago, Matt Hardy's teasing about being broken all over again. So maybe they're going to end this gimmick and get rid of that crew, turn him back to broken, get his brother back with him, probably. But this Andrade situation, man, he needs to be he needs to be in something meaningful because the guy the guy has it in the ring. He doesn't have it on the promo. You keep putting him behind the microphone for some damn reason. I'm not too sure why. You gave him a mouthpiece, and then you have him speak every week. I mean, I, I, that I don't get. But nonetheless, he needs to be into a feud that he can sink his teeth into because he needs to have some kind of gold around his waist.
0: Well, I mean, I, I don't see where, where you uh, are, are talking about Andrade and his promo abilities as being something negative. I mean, I, I, I honestly think he's gotten a lot better. In fact, I've quite enjoyed him the last few weeks. When he's been yes. speaking for himself, I don't, I don't know how much more Jose could really be doing for him. I'd rather hear from Andrade instead of some schmuck nobody like Jose, who's just a background he is, player.
2: He is getting better. And that's the scary part. Even as he's getting better, it's still not that good. He was that bad before.
0: Yeah. No, he was. I mean, he was totally bad. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah, it was really, really bad. I mean, look, I don't, I'm not trying to say I don't ever want to hear him talk. But at the same time, I never hear his, his mouthpiece talk. Yeah. Ever. So why the fuck is he
0: there? I don't. Get I don't really. I don't really know. I don't have an answer to that.
2: Get rid of him. I have him talk some sometimes, dude. I mean, I, I want to see Andrade venture onto the mic from time to time and and speak for himself when he really means it, or when he's really angry, or when he really wants to get his point across. But he talks for himself every week, and I have to sit there and I'm watching the guy cut promos. I got to pay close attention to everything he's saying, or I'm gonna lose track of this fucking conversation. I'm sitting. Oh, okay. I got, it It shouldn't be that hard, bro. It shouldn't be that hard. I mean, and I get it. I understand the language barrier, but if he has a mouthpiece and he's still struggling, why is he talking all the time? All the time. When he speaks, he should be important. Kind of like when Brock Lesnar spoke. Brock Lesnar can speak, but Paul did his speaking. And when Brock Lesnar spoke, you fucking listen because it must
1: have been important.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it may be just a situation where um, he's, you know, the whole Andrade thing. I don't want to. I don't want to compare it to Zelina Vega and when he was paired up with uh, with Zelina. Uh, obviously, she did the majority of the speaking for him because, like you said, he wasn't that that good then, and she's a fantastic speaker. But but, but yeah. maybe in this case with Jose, maybe it's more of a um, a backup type thing in case he does struggle. Maybe Jose can get. Uh, out what he's trying to say in, in maybe Spanish or maybe fill in, fill in the gaps when he doesn't really uh, understand how to, uh, I guess, project what he wants to say. But he's getting to a point where he's not going to need anybody. I mean, give him a couple more months. He may not even need Jose or anybody come at, at all to 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 do the speaking for him.
2: Yeah, yeah, maybe that's it. And maybe it's just me. You know, somebody say, oh, it's just a me thing. Maybe it's just a me thing. Maybe I can understand. I can understand him it's hard to understand them and it shouldn't have to be that hard all the time. Yeah. Just sometimes, you
0: know? Well, either way, I mean, as long as they keep booking him in the way that he should be booked. And this is a great example. If he becomes the TNT champion, this could be a star making moment for him in AEW, like it was Miro. So I hope that uh, they do kind of pair these guys together for the TNT championship. That could be a match of the year candidate at uh, revolution in March. Wardlow did have a match tonight. He defeated the Blade of the Hardy family office. This was um, not really all that much, but you guys knew it was going to lead to the Powerbomb Symphony. Four powerbombs by Wardlow. This was uh, pretty much it for the win. After the match, Sean Spears attacked Blade with the chair to take the heat, I would say, from the crowd. Not really heat, but the crowd excitement away from Wardlow and he wanted the spotlight for himself, so they continue to really just poke the bear, poke Wardlow at every chance that they get, whether it's Spears or MJF. So Wardlow gets another win. I believe, Jesse, I don't know if you've seen the statistic. Um, I I don't know what the time limit was. I forgot what it was, but it was something in the graphic uh, underneath Wardlow's name, and it said that most of Wardlow's Wardlow's opponents haven't lasted more than like uh, two minutes or three minutes with him in the ring. Blade lasted about five minutes here with Wardlow. So what does that make Blade? Does that make Blade better than everybody that he's uh, been in the ring with? Blade's no joke. I mean, I mean, you pair him with the butcher, he's no joke. But by himself in the Hardy family office, I don't know, man. Who did yeah, Wardlow beat? Who did, who did Wardlow uh? I mean, <laughs> I mean, beat really
2: beat here? Yeah, I mean, for all intents and purposes, yeah, Blade was uh, basically a jobber. here. Yeah, yeah,
0: that's exactly what they meant by that. Blade is a jobber, and uh, he loses to Wardlow here pretty much um, – As you would expect, Powerbomb Symphony, four of them for the one, two, three. We got a Penta video package here. This was narrated by Alex Abrahantes, and uh, he called out Malachi Black, so it looks like we may be getting a one-on-one match between Penta and Malachi at some point. Uh, That is something that I'm very much looking forward to in the future if it does happen. We got the Inner Circle. The Inner Circle uh, team meeting here. Jericho walked out to his theme song Atlantic City, went crazy for it followed by Sammy Guevara and Jake Hager, they did not come out with Santana and Ortiz. They were not there. Jericho says he hasn't seen Santana and Ortiz all day long. Suddenly, Santana and Ortiz made their way to the ring with their own theme music. They stood opposite of Jericho. They did not stand together as a unit. So uh, Jericho said he sees what they did here, and it's cute because he knows that they want their own spotlight. Jericho said it wasn't cute, or what wasn't cute is that they didn't tag him into their tag team match against 2.0. He said it was embarrassing and demeaning for him, and worst of all, took away from the fans a chance to see him perform. He asked Santana Ortiz why they did it. Santana said enough of this corny shit. At the end of the day, Jericho only cares about himself. He said anytime they had any kind of spotlight or were heading towards a tag team title, it gets shut down and thrown to the side, so they come to his rescue or can come to his rescue. He said Jericho was the one who always stood in their way, and he said that it was the fans who kept them going. The fans seemed very receptive to this, and they did not disagree with Santana. He said if it wasn't for Ortiz, he would have dropped his ass a long time ago And he pretty much implied that Ortiz had to be the guy to talk him out of not leaving the inner circle. Jericho said he reminds him of his old friend, Eddie Guerrero, who'd get all worked up and blame everybody else. He said, Eddie Kingston has planted stuff in his head, but he asked for Kingston and he said, what has he ever done for you guys? He said, Kingston has no stroke. I am the influencer in this company. So he touted all their payoffs and the money that they made in the inner circle and their payoffs have gone through the roof because they've had more main events on TV and pay-per-views. So fans really didn't buy what Jericho was saying. It seemed to me that they were a little bit more receptive to what Santana and Ortiz were saying to Jericho here. He said on February 17th last year, they had a chance to win the tag team titles, but they lost to the young bucks. He said that had nothing to do with him. Said he brought them into the inner circle so he could kick them out as well anytime he wants. So he said also he was thinking that he may or he might have invited the wrong two members of LAX to join the inner circle. Jericho then asked Jake Hager in a snide manner if he had the phone numbers of Homicide and Hernandez. So that's what he said there as a a snide remark to LAX here. Santana went after Jericho. Guevara stepped between them. He said that they were family. Jericho told Sammy to shut up. He caught himself before he said anything else to Sammy Guevara, took a deep breath, and Santana got in Sammy's ear like, this is the guy that you're siding with over us? Obviously, he doesn't give a shit about you. Jericho began to speak, and Guevara told Jericho to shut up, save it. He said he doesn't know what's going on, but they're all family. He said they've always said the inner circle will be forever. Guevara says he wants to be honest with Jericho, He says he wants to be a great champion, and this isn't helping. He took off his Inner Circle jacket. He threw it on the ground, and he said he's quit the group before, and unless they can figure this shit out, I'm going to quit again. And he walked out of the ring. Ortiz asked Jericho what he expects. Told Jericho he couldn't be more wrong about their relationship with um, Eddie Kingston. He says he's one of our brothers in arms. Said their bickering and moaning isn't going to settle anything. Said where they come from, if they have an issue, Then they deal with it by fighting, not talking. So we challenged Jericho and Hager to a match next week so they can settle this shit once and for all. Hager seemingly accepted. Jericho said he never wanted it to come to this, but if they want to fight, he'll give them an attitude adjustment next week. He said if it doesn't work, there will be changes. And we got the inner circle, Jesse, apparently going their separate ways. And I am very excited about this because this has been a fucking long time coming, bro. For Santana and Ortiz. If this is the start of the Santana Ortiz that we saw tonight, I'm all for it.
2: Yeah, no, I agree. It it, it appears that that um uh, that they're finally getting the tag division in order. They 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 it appears yeah. that they're separating private party, uh Santana and Ortiz, like they're starting to line up everybody for um Jurassic Express. And you heard the Young Bucks say tonight that they're, you know, looking to climb in the ranks again. So they're going to reactivate the tag team division now, which is fine because it, it seems like it's been kind of just stale over the last couple of months.
0: Yeah, it has been stale. And, and you know, the fact that uh, you mentioned that, and, and now we're seeing LAX or Santana Ortiz proud and powerful uh, finally gets to a point where they're breaking away. Like you said, private party seemingly is being moved away from the Hardy family office. We have, FTR a little bit more uh, on TV being featured, the possible Briscoes coming in. Uh, we got the uh, Kings of the Black Throne now thrown onto AEW television, seemingly in a tag team division as well as being individual acts. I, m- I mean, the tag team division now may be the strongest it's ever been.
2: Yeah, no, I agree. And it, it, the thing is, it's 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 always been strong. It's again, they just haven't been doing much with it. No. You know, you've just been. I mean, everybody's been kind of laying back and waiting and not doing much. I mean, it it was it was jumping off, and now it's just kind of just been off. But they've always had the talent there. They have just been shifting the focus, but now it's coming back to the tag division, and you can tell. So I, I kind of can't wait for that to to get going.
0: Is this going to turn Jericho into a heel and turn? Well, I guess it's not really turn Santana It's T's babyface. I think that 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 they've been primarily babyface. But is is this going to turn Jericho heel? Um as the inner circle is kind of broken up here and Santana and Ortiz do their, their their own thing. Is Jericho gonna go heel, go away? Is he gonna come back and be a heel? what do you what do you think Jericho is gonna be uh, kind of involved in when he get, when he splits the inner circle? I haven't thought about that. Um
2: I'm I was still along the lines of thinking that Jericho was gonna take a break for a little bit. Um it seems like he's gonna do that, but maybe he wants to kind of give um Santana and Ortiz a little push um to get going before he does but i didn't really think about jericho turning heel he's already done the heel route in the EW, now he's babyface. i don't see him going back to heel right now um i still got him taking a break and then coming back because there's nothing for him to really do on a, on a weekly weekly basis here right now no but it's not not to say that i want to i don't want to see him anymore we just don't need to see him every week
0: no we don't need to see jericho every week and i honestly think that him stepping away for um an extended break is probably best for him, especially if the inner circle is broken up. Sammy's going to do his own thing with the TNT title. Uh, I don't know what uh, the future holds for Jake Hager. Santana Ortiz obviously going to go and hopefully win the tag team titles this year. But um, yeah, Jericho, man, he's the odd man out. I think honestly taking some time away from television is going to be the best thing for him.
2: Yeah, it it feels like right now he he started off, his focus was on um, Sammy Guevara and getting him over. And that's a done deal. He doesn't need any more work. So now he's working on Santana and Ortiz before he goes. That's just what I'm thinking.
0: Yeah, and I could see that coming from Jericho as well. I mean, he doesn't really need it. So um, if he can do anything, uh, he obviously he did Sammy, like you said, if if he's going to do anything, I I could absolutely see him having the mentality of like, all right, if I do step away, I'm going to help get these two guys over and get them to where they need to be. Yeah, I could see that happening for sure. So Jericho in the inner circle, they have um, a match coming up, or him and Hager, rather, have a match coming up with uh, Proud and Powerful next week, and uh, we don't know what it is going to result in, but uh, I think we're very hopeful for a Proud and Powerful tag team run sometime in 2022. So we got Tony Schiavone interviewing Trent Barretta and Rocky Romero about facing the Young Bucks. This match is going to be happening on Rampage. This match was delayed because Rocky Romero had a medical protocol a.k.a. COVID, a couple of weeks back, so they're finally doing this match on Rampage this week. The Bucks interrupted and said that they just wanted to say hello to Rapunge Vice. Adam Cole attacked from the blind side, and then all of a sudden during the attack, the attack stopped, and in walks Jay White. He picked up Tremperetta, threw him into the AEW truck that was backstage during this segment. And Jay White has walked through the forbidden door. Nothing is revealed as of now. Uh, I will obviously be following up on this situation. And nothing is really being reported as of right now about Jay White. If he's going to be in AEW for the extended time that he's in the United States, if he signed a deal with AEW, if he's splitting time between AEW, Impact, or New Japan, we don't know what he's doing in AEW But clearly, he's going to be involved with the former Bullet Club here. And Adam Cole, he's obviously going to go after Adam Page, the world championship. This more than likely, like Jesse said, and I agree with him, is going to really facilitate Kenny Omega coming back. And this may mean that Omega is ready to come back. I don't want him to rush to come back. But if Jay White's on television, there really is no other direction but Jay White and Kenny Omega.
2: Yeah, if 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 Jay White and from what TK said, you know, he just secured Jay White on Sunday. If uh, Jay White was, you know, Impromptu called up, and he's gonna stick around for a while, um, we need Omega back. Yes, we need him to get back here and and deal with this Jay White situation. I don't want Jay White here in AEW with no Kenny Omega.
0: No, no, that wouldn't. Uh, I I mean. I wouldn't mind it, but I mean, oh, yeah, I'm all for the story. Right. Yeah, he's welcome, but we need Kenny Omega to maximize that, yes. that that opportunity. Yes. So it seemingly it seemingly looks like that Tony Khan is moving Adam Cole out of that slot, and in comes Jay White. They're going to tell that story, maybe with Jay White, and move Adam Cole onto the AEW World Championship, which I have no problem with. I mean, Adam Cole is yeah. you know a, a top three pro wrestler on the planet. So if he's gunning for the AEW championship, you're not going to hear a fucking peep out of me. So this no, is going to be a, a tremendous storyline, and we could have all these guys X Bullet Club being in the top storylines on AEW television going into the summer.
2: Yeah, you know, I, I wonder are they are they trying to give Adam Cole his own independent stable with O'Reilly, Fish, and
0: now Jay White. Jay White would be aligned with Adam Cole and the ex-undisputed era? Yeah, you, you heard them say, you know, the Bucks get mad at,
2: at Cole, say, hey, you could have told us you were bringing in Jay White. What the fuck, bro? Ain't
0: yeah, I, I I don't know. Maybe, maybe. Well, I, I don't know. What is that? What does that mean now? It's um I, I don't know how how is that gonna play out? I mean, that would be four against three, isn't it? Oh no, yeah, well, it would be they, four against oh, three. Well, if they, so if they yeah, if they get O'Reilly Fish, Cole, and, and White,
2: and Jay White. Yep. Stable right there. Then you still got the Bucks and Kenny. Um, There's three right there, and I mean, who? I'm think I'm missing someone else. But Uh, but who else? Who
0: who else do they get from New Japan? Do they bring in? Do they bring in somebody else? Um, God was feuding with the Bucks last week. So right. I mean I don't follow New Japan to know what the fuck was going is going on there. Maybe they maybe they continue things from New Japan going into AEW. I wish I did. I don't watch New Japan pro wrestling.
2: Yeah, I don't know, but it, it but it, it does kind of feel like the. I mean, if, if they're not getting away from Cole uh, from um, Cole O'Reilly and Fish, that's already a little group right there. And they just mentioned that that Cole brought in Jay White, so it seems like they're kind of building his own little stable right now.
0: Well, maybe maybe it's a whole fucking thing. Maybe they do Undisputed Era, X, Undisputed Era, Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish. Um, I know Jay White is mixed up with uh, God, right? So maybe they maybe they get them in there. This is a, a gateway to um, Tamatonga coming in here. And Tanglelower coming in here, and then we get Kenny Omega coming back and joining the Bucks. Maybe we get a trifecta here going on. Undisputed error versus Jay White and God versus the Elite. Yeah, Jacob Donnelly says he thinks they're um, free agents. Who's G-O-D. free agents?
2: God. God.
0: Yeah. Huh? That's what,
2: that's, what, that's what Donnelly
0: said. I have no uh, I have no idea uh, if that's the case. I don't know. Or I don't know
2: at all. I don't know.
0: I know a lot of people are mentioning Kota Ibushi. Uh, Dave Meltzer mentioned that Kota Ibushi is. Uh, Suffering from a shoulder injury, shoulder injury. I don't think he's going to be back um, anytime soon. So, uh, Kota Bushi may be out of the question. Yeah, probably. Then again, I heard that before, where well, he's definitely out. He makes a, you
2: know, tremendous comeback at the end.
0: Yeah. I know Okada, Okada, I'm pretty sure we'll see Okada at some point this year. I don't know where he would fit in, but uh, this is a very yeah. interesting situation. It seems like they maybe have taken a different route here. And like Jesse said, they're giving Adam Cole his own standalone group. With uh, Kyle yeah. O'Reilly and Bobby Fish. I don't know. I, I don't see Jay White mixing it up with uh, the Undisputed Era guys. So maybe he comes in and brings in his own people. I have no idea. It yeah. So we got a face of the revolution qualifier here. Following the Jay White walking through the forbidden door situation. This was the next big thing. Tony Khan did back-to-back major, major situations here on Dynamite. We got Isaiah Cassidy against Keith. Bear Cat Lee. Aircat is no more. He's now limitless. Keith Lee, he looked fantastic. He has new theme music that he is fucking happy about, I'm sure, instead of the "rah in his theme music, and him having his theme music in WWE changed about three different fucking times in the span of four months. He is an AEW, Jesse. He is a game changer. He looked great. He doesn't look drastically different from what I remember him. You told me via text you think he looks a little bit bigger. I don't really notice any difference. He's a newly married individual. Him and me and him got married over the weekend. So congratulations to him there. This to me, Jesse, is, and some people may disagree with this, Keith Lee being in AEW is a game changer. Not because of how Keith Lee is as a performer. But what he's going to mean for the top of this card, everybody's been clamoring for the likes of Will Hobbs or somebody to represent the black wrestling community. Keith Lee is going to be that. This is your guy that is going to win a future AEW championship while he's here. He's not going to be a complete game changer where the ratings are going to reflect it. He's going to be a game changer in other ways. And Jesse, when he was in WWE, even in NXT under Triple H, they did not allow him to go out there and fully, really do what brought him to the dance. And on the main roster, you've seen how they dumped him down and wanted him to slow, work this slow, methodical pace. I have a feeling Tony Khan is going to let the, the, the fucking key fly. The chains are off, and we're going to get that Keith Lee that really got us excited when he first walked into NXT. This is the Keith Lee that we're going to get in AEW.
2: Yeah, if if so, if so, if Keith Lee comes in and he gets pushed to the top over Will Hobbs, if I'm Will Hobbs, wouldn't I be pissed?
0: I would say yes. I would say I would, yes. But how, how say, much? I would
2: say yes as well.
0: How, how much? I I don't want to compare careers here, but I mean, how much mileage does does Will Hobbs have over a uh, uh, Keith Lee?
2: Well. Just i mean, if you're just going by name value and all that stuff, um we know Keith Lee, yeah you know, we all know keith Lee, but as as far as you know the average you know you know pro wrestling fan, i mean if not for w w e Keith Lee would be on, the, on just pretty much an equal playing field as will Hobbs i mean he, he would just he, he would just be a talented athlete that that the company has to make the audience more familiar with. So if I'm Will Hobbs and Keith Lee comes in and he gets pushed to the top before me, I would
0: be very disgruntled. I'm not saying give Keith Lee the world championship tomorrow. I'm saying by the 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 time, by by the time he, by the time he wins the world championship, Will Hobbs may be ready for the top spot. Who knows? I, I would hope so. I would hope so.
2: Because I mean, I, and, not ju- and not just Will Hobbs. I mean, uh, quite a few guys in the back. I would be upset if he came in and got a title run before I did, you know?
0: I mean, there, there are other people besides Will Hobbs that I'm sure would be uh, very disgruntled. What about Scorpio Sky?
2: That's what I mean. What yeah. about, what about mean, Ricky
0: Starks? You know, guys like well, that.
2: I, I, can, I, can, I can put Ricky Starks in a mid-card discussion, say, hey, you're in the mid-card division. I know they say they don't have mid-cards, but they do. I could put Scorpio Sky in a tag division because he's in a tag team. So you need to be pushing your tag division, yeah. But as far as you know, people like Keith Lee and and Hobbs and you know, well, well Wardlow and stuff like that. You know, why would Keith Lee get a push to the title before me?
0: You know, it, it's going to be one of those things that definitely is going to be raised. I don't have a I don't have an answer for it. I, I really yeah. don't. I, I mean, he, he does bring more name value than anybody else, and that's what Tony Khan is looking to do. He's building. He's looking to build equity here with TNT and the fan base, and he needs, he needs top tier guys in AEW. You know, unfortunately, Will Hobbs is not there. I don't, I don't think Tony Khan is going to neglect Will Hobbs from an opportunity, but he is not going to be pushed like a, like a Keith Lee who has a lot of standing with the fan base. And, yeah, yeah. and, and, and he could have been, everybody knew Keith Lee should have been a top guy in WWE. Why, why wouldn't Tony Khan want to, want to exploit that? You know, not only for Keith Lee, because he knows the type of athlete that he's gotten Keith Lee, but kind of kind of as a way to say, fuck you to WWE. You fucked up. Now I got him. Yeah. And who looks like the idiot?
2: Yeah, I, I just hope I just hope Tony Khan is, is covering all this bases um, creatively, you know, as it pertains to pushing people to the top, because I could definitely see there being locker room turmoil with new hires coming in. And getting pushed to the top before me when I've been humping it here for the last couple of years and I'm still not there yet. You know, I mean, I could see if like, because Bill Hobbs has not been given the storyline or the push yet. He has not. Uh, Not to say that, not to say he needs to be getting it right now because he's not saying that. I'm just saying he hasn't been built to that spot yet. So with people like Keith Lee coming in, we're going to have Gargano coming in more than likely. We're going to have Wyndham Rotunda coming in more than likely. You know, it's not just Will Hobbs, but these these uh, middle to like upper middle tier guys are probably going to start getting vocal, you know, because he is bringing in top talent at a rapid rate, which is look as a fan. Thank you. I fucking love it. Fantastic. It's it's a good problem to have if you're a fan, if you're a booker, I kind of don't envy you in that spot because you have to make everyone happy at one time. You have one title, bro. You have one world title. You have one set of tag titles. Everybody can't be at the top. Everybody can't even be in the hunt for the top. So if, if you got to prioritize it, I mean, I guess it'd be fair for the, um, the, 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 the talent that was there before to come first, but at the same time, you got to do what's best for the storyline and for the TV product as well. Yeah, and so I don't, and that, I don't, I don't
0: really need a booker here, man. Oh, well, I mean yeah, that's Tony Khan, I, I, and that's something I would ask him if I ever get to one of these scrums again. Um, I, I don't think I'm doing Revolution, but I I will probably be doing Double to Nothing if I get there. That's one of the questions that I probably will ask him. Uh, how stressful is it to bring in all this talent? I mean, on, on a weekly basis, I mean, your head's got to be exploding with all this talent. Like, how, how do you how do you know how to book or, or who to book or, or what to book with all this all this fucking yeah. talent? You got you got realistically three hours of television on a weekly basis, even WWE at five hours, didn't know what the fuck they were doing. They don't know what they're doing on a normal day with, with uh, a regular roster, but they got split rosters and they still don't even know what the fuck they're doing. And Tony Khan's got two hours on dynamite, which is their main show one hour rampage. How the fuck does he handle all of this? Clearly, you know, he's happy about the talent that he's brought in, but that locker room, you know they can't be content with dark every week, and that's what yeah. it's really gonna come down to.
2: He's 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 tried doing the right thing in some cases by like by bringing people in and not just catapulting them to the top. So he brought in Jay Lethal, and he kind of put him through the system. You know he's been on dark, yeah. he's been on Rampage here and there. People complained. He brought in Adam Cole. He had him starting off at the bottom. He was on dark. He was on Rampage. He's wrestling the Dark Order. People fucking complain. Yes. You want Adam Cole at the top. He should be champion. He's being buried and he just got here. He's trying to let these guys get their feet wet. I mean, get a chance to actually wrestle other people. You just can't bring a man and just give him the world title. But if you don't, people complain. Now here we get Keith Lee. People are going to say, Keith Lee should be champion. Keith Lee should be this dude. Keith Lee needs to be on dark. and needs to be on a rampage with everyone else until he gets his time to come up. But people are not going to want to hear that. Uh, we we need to move Rampage to two hours. I mean yes, that's we that's
0: do. that's one of the it it, nice. it 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 needs to be. And I, I do not want to ever hear anybody say let's move Dynamite to three hours and Rampage be two hours and Dynamite yeah. could be the the raw of AEW and Rampage with the smackdown of it. No two hours, two hours. Rampage needs to come off Friday night. It needs to be on a normal night, whether it's a Saturday or a Thursday or Tuesday. Going up against NXT, please get, get me away from fucking NXT on Tuesday nights. Do Tuesday <laughs> yeah. at 8 p.m. On, uh, on TNT or TBS, whatever the case may be. It needs to be two hours. The, the thing is, you know, we, we talked about all, all of this and how Tony Khan is managing all this talent. Talent obviously is not going to be used the way fans like it. Some people will be mishandled. Some people are not going to get TV time every week. The other thing I was thinking about, Jesse, is I'm looking at Keith Lee, and I felt this way even before Keith Lee made his debut. Tony, Tony Khan with Keith Lee... Uh, and the addition of Keith Lee, it, it even put an exclamation point furthermore on, on my feeling here. He's really taking the NXT model and what Triple H did, and he's molding it into his own. Whether or not people think it's better, that's up to them. I, I dearly love NXT, as you did under Triple H. It was the best thing in all of pro wrestling. Takeovers were perfect. They had the best roster in all of the world, in my honest opinion. They did everything right. It's it seemingly looking like uh, AEW is taking Triple H's model of NXT and really really applying it to, to AEW and like I said, whether people will not think it's better, th- that's going to be up to them but do you see it being that way? Uh, did you get that feeling with Keith Lee coming in on top of Cole coming in and on top of all these these guys that were once in NXT on the Triple H now working for AEW? Do you, do you get a sense of that feeling? I
2: do. I do and, 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 it, and it makes sense just the way that Just the way that Khan brings in younger talent and he gives them a shot. He does not sign everyone to a deal. They get a shot. They get to be on TV. They get to give themselves a chance to um quickly get themselves over, just make a quick impression and maybe get invited back and and things like that. These are things that happen in NXT that we maybe necessarily didn't see on TV, but people were being brought into the PC all the time for workouts and everything like that. And that's how you get fresh talent, you know. And there's there's nothing wrong with going down. I, I saw somebody in the chat. I didn't see who it was. I forget. See who it was. They said he said Keith Lee doesn't be belong on Dark. Why not? Kenny Omega was on Dark. John Brian Markson Danielson. On dark. Bro-
0: Brian Danielson worked on Dark with with, yeah. uh, with and without a mask. I mean,
2: yes. <laughs> who gives a shit? Yes. The, I mean, you go to Dark. You, you get to wrestle, bro. Cody you, you Rhodes understand.
0: himself <laughs> worked on Dark.
2: Yeah dark is awesome you get reps in and you get to work here and there without being in a serious matchup these guys just like to it, it's like if you're playing a video game or something and maybe you go off and you just play creator mode or freelance mode sometimes you just want to go and just have fun doing what you like to do and not be in a stressful situation just go wrestle a match bro let's go wrestle a match that's it you know and that that is that is fun for a lot of people and not, not to mention it gets you reps in without having to be on tv so for those who shit on Dark saying Dark is stupid, you shouldn't be on Dark Dark is week. That is not true, dude. Dark is needed. And you can, since you can't be on TV every week as you shouldn't because there's not enough hours, you still want to get reps in. And you do that on Dark and Rampage, bro.
0: Everybody's worked dark. Cole worked dark. Sammy Guevara's worked dark. They've all worked dark. Yep. So I don't watch it. I mean, that's Jesse's thing. I, I don't really want to add more hours of wrestling to my weekly uh, schedule. But uh, I know who's on there. If there's a big name on there or if there's a uh, notable indie name on there, I go out of my way and watch what they do. I don't watch the entire thing. But I- I'm, not, uh, I'm not here against Keith Lee not being on Dark. I think that would be great for him. Get some wins, yeah. get some momentum, get some ring rust away. Uh, you know, come out of WWE and being, uh, you know, sitting at home for, for the last couple of months. Uh, it's a great thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Keith Lee here, you know, with all that we are talking about, Keith Lee coming in and how we feel about Keith Lee and what he's going to be doing in AEW, he he obviously squashed Isaiah Cassidy. Cassidy got some offense, but this was pretty much damn near squash. There was a great feeling when we saw Keith Lee. He looked happy. He looked thrilled to be there. He got new theme music. He's got no singlet. He's exactly what we remember him under Triple H, which is a great thing to see. This was a great debut. So, Cassidy was upset that Keith Lee got this big reaction. Um, Lee was all over the place here throwing his weight around. He did a huge leapfrog and then a drop-down combo into a crossbody on Isaiah Cassidy. Slingshot crossbody then on Cassidy. Cassidy was able to drop kick, and then he was pounced out of the ring. Not typically the Adam Cole-like bounce that we've seen him fly into the eighth row in NXT at Full sale University, but it was a pounce nonetheless. So, Matt Hardy during this, after the pounce, he had enough. And he jumped the barricade, left the ringside area, and pulled a Jeff Hardy and walked out of the arena. So Matt Hardy is leaving private party to be decimated by the former Bearcat, Keith Lee. So Quinn... Yeah, he did kind of leave Jeff Hardy fashion, didn't he? Yes, he did. He did. That's the first thing that I noticed. (laughs) Uh, And I honestly honestly thought this was going to be a spot reserved for Jeff Hardy. I, I had this thing painted in my mind that it was going to be Jeff Hardy. Maybe TK bought out Hardy's contract or they negotiated something for the 90 day, uh, which is only about 30 days. Now he's going to be up uh, March 9th or so, March 9th, not March 10th. Maybe with the whole negative test and him being embarrassed and WWE wrongfully terminated him thinking that he was under the influence. Maybe they worked some sort of deal out where he uh, gets released from his 90 days and they played it off as if it was a forbidden door type deal. I had this whole thing painted that this was going to be for Jeff Hardy I know Jesse is very adamant that he does that, that he doesn't want to see the Hardy Boys in, in AEW. It's not going to really be that exciting, but I, I honestly think everybody was hoping that it was Jeff. But they don't really mind it being Keith Lee, you know?
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I don't, I don't, I don't mind seeing the Hardy Boys get reunited. You know, come off and do like a you know a specialty match here and there. I don't want to see the Hardy Boys back full time in the fucking tag division doing. Yeah,
0: well, I mean, it's going to no. it's going to happen, bro. I don't know why you I don't know why you're uh, shying away from it. It's going to happen. Please, I hope not. They're going to get one it. final run, whether they're whether they're Team Extreme, whether they're uh, Brother Nero and Delete. You know, it's going to happen. If they want to come back, if they come back and wrestle just as much as Sting, I'm happy with it. It's awesome. Uh, maybe Good. that's what they do. Let's give them the, the depth benefit depth. of the doubt. You know, Tony Khan's going to get out of his system. You know, he's got the Hardy Boys on AEW Ross in the tag team division. You know, we said the same thing about CM Punk. He can't be on the show every week. Uh, CM Punk appears on Dynamite, and then he's sitting on commentary four weeks in a row. Like, I don't want to see CM Punk four weeks in a row doing commentary. If he doesn't have anything major planned on the show, don't put him on the fucking show. It's going to ruin his appeal, you know? (laughs) So I agree with you. I don't want to see the Hardys every week if they do come in. Yeah. Yeah, I I hope not. It's just not there yet. But Mark Quinn here, Greg Lee's boot. This allowed Cassidy to hit a cutter over the top rope. Didn't look all that well here. Because Keith Lee is a massive individual uh he followed up with a corkscrew dive over the top. Lee swatted a uh offensive attack by Mr. Cassidy here swatted him to the ground. he hit uh what he calls ground zero or, or I think he's calling it ground zero and that's what it said on commentary. It was pretty much the uh BBC the Big Bang catastrophe one two three for the win, and Keith Lee is advancing to Revolution and the face of the Revolution ladder match. Uh, Jesse, with this win, I I mean, it is very difficult to see him not winning this this ladder match at Revolution. I
2: don't know if I see him winning the ladder match, man. Um, I think his presence alone and a good showing is all he really needs. I don't think he has to actually win that ladder match, but we'll see, we'll see. I I, I would have a problem if he did. I just don't think they're going to have him do it.
0: We'll see. I mean, uh, they did the same thing with Brian Cage. You know, Brian Cage came in, he won the ladder match when he first came in, right? Yeah, Very similar situation. Then he got a match with Moxley. Decent match, but it didn't really amount to anything. Uh, Do you see them taking the same route there with Keith Lee? Or I I would actually don't, I I agree with I don't think he needs to win the match. I would rather him not win the match. Because if he wins the match, then everybody's going to be talking, oh, he got a championship match so fast, and then he lost, and then he's going to go right back to uh, square one.
2: No, if I'm booking it, I, I don't even at the top off the top of my head, I don't even remember everyone who's in that match right now. But doesn't really matter. I'll have Keith Lee come in, dominate the hell out of it, and lose after getting screwed by his first feud. Yes. So whoever, whoever's gonna, whoever's gonna, whoever he's going to be feuding with after that match is going to come in and screw him out of that match and make sure he loses, and then he'll deal with that person afterward.
0: Absolutely. I think that's the best way to book him in that match, not necessarily winning the match, as long as he has a good performance and sets up his next feud, and he continues yeah. that momentum coming out of the lot of match and not throwing him into a world title, uh, or a TNT title in this case, uh, situation. I, I think that's fantastic. Yeah. So after the match, Cassidy and Quinn tried to double-team him, but uh, he... Pretty much fended both of them off and destroyed them. At the, I believe he power Quinn on the ring apron. So it was a very impressive debut for Keith Lee. Atlantic City ate it up. He's going to be a big deal in AEW, and I'm very excited that he's here. And um, like I said, game-changer. Not in the way you're thinking about as far as ratings go, but game-changer in other ways for sure. And I think a lot of people uh, want to see him, you know, kind of put the past behind him and, and give the finger to WWE Uh, And I hope that he does, because this is one of those situations that greatly upset me, uh, seeing that he was such a big deal in NXT. He had great moments with Survivor Series and Roman Reigns. He had that stare down with Brock Lesnar in the Royal Rumble a couple years ago. I mean, this was painted as the next guy on the main roster, and, and they did nothing with him, and they buried him for whatever reason, and I'm glad that he's here. And I really hope that this is a situation where he looks back at that and says, you know what? Fuck you guys. I'm going to show you exactly what you're missing out on. And I'm going to be world champion here. And I'm going to make you eat your words. I-, I hope that's the case here.
2: Yeah. From from, from Tony's um, build up to this, from what he had to say, it appears that that Keith Lee is coming over here with a chip on his shoulder yeah. uh, you know, about WWE. So. Let's see where they're going to go with that. You know, if he comes over and mentions nothing about them at all, they do nothing about it. I don't get that buildup at all. Yeah. I mean, it seems like the, I mean, like, like when Brody Lee came over, you know, he came over and didn't have any problem taking, you know, pot shots at Vince McMahon and the creative team and stuff like that. So maybe we're going to go back
0: to that and now use Keith Lee for it. We got Britt Baker. Rip Baker is the one who is funding Mercedes Martinez to take out Thunder Rosa. They aired clips from Rampage last week with Mercedes Martinez causing a DQ, taking Thunder Rosa out with a lead pipe. Uh, I'm sure Jesse was very jealous of Mercedes Martinez there because he wishes he was doing that to Rosa so that she gets off his back. But Martinez talked about having a no DQ rematch against Thunder Rosa next week. That's going to be happening on Dynamite. And we may be off to the running here with Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa. Now, Jesse, um, I know we are off to the running with Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker, but I have a feeling that if we do it at Revolution, it's going to be too soon. I'm kind of eyeing, and I think Tony Khan is going to be eyeing double or nothing for these two ladies for the, for the women's championship. Uh, I think we get Jamie Hayter somehow getting upset and doing what she needs to do to kind of separate herself from Britt Baker and Rebel. And I think maybe she gets the match at Revolution and we start fresh. Right from the Fallout show after Revolution, we start building towards Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker for uh, double or nothing in Vegas.
2: Yeah, I, I think, I, first off, I, I think adding Britt Baker to be the one that hired Mercedes Martinez to take out Thunder Rosa was, I don't want to say brilliance, but it is just. Because it's just so simple. Yeah. But effective. And I mean, just little, little, little things like that just tied things together and made it make sense. Like, why would Thunder Rosa give two craps about Mercedes Martinez if she's focused on Britt Baker? And everything else So, And why does Mercedes Martinez want to take out Thunder Rosa When she's not even a champion Why do you give a fuck about what Thunder Rosa is doing Because she was paid to take out Thunder Rosa By the champion who doesn't want Thunder Rosa to get close to her This is, this is all fucking great wrestling storytelling right here That people will not appreciate
0: No, they're, so, and they're not going to appreciate But I do have one question what is, what is Britt Baker paying Mercedes Martinez to take out Thunder Rosa Being that Mercedes Martinez should be really eyeing Britt Baker For the women's championship What is, what is she paying her to take out Thunder Rosa Rosa. What's the now compensation he fi-
2: here? He figures, he figures maybe it's a nice little hefty paycheck. Or maybe she's offering her a title match if she does maybe. take out Thunder Rosa.
0: Maybe. But uh, yeah. I, I, I do think we see this build towards uh, the championship between Rosa and Britt Baker at, at uh, Double or Nothing. You know, and maybe we do steel cage match. You know, maybe we don't. Maybe it doesn't need it. I don't know what Tony Khan is thinking, but I think Revolution may be too soon.
2: Too soon? I don't know. Because yeah. right now, Thunder Rosa... Like the other champions, all of the champions in AEW is not really doing too much right now. No, I don't think she needs to do much. No, Britt Baker isn't doing too much right now. Tag Team Division, Hangman. I mean, none of the champions are really flourishing right now. So does Britt Baker need to do something? Yeah. Yeah, she's a damn champion, man. You got to find something for your champions to do because the titles are important. If if nobody cares about the titles, then it's not going to matter who's carrying them.
0: Well, so maybe that's have- why. Maybe that's why I say we get we get Jamie Hader involved uh, and have like a mini feud there. Britt goes on her own and she is left with nobody to take on Thunder Rosa. And I honestly think Britt is strong enough to maintain a little mini feud there with Jamie Hader. And the way Tony Khan is really putting a focus on Jade Cargill as of late, and Serena Deeb. Plus, I feel you know Ember Moon's coming in. I feel Tegan Knox is coming in. I feel Tony Storm's gonna. You know, coming and you know is going to be coming, in. and then we got the the Owen Hart Women's Cup. You know, the the females portion of the Owen, Owen Cup. That's going to be uh, another thing to look out for. You know, the women's division is going to be taken care of. I do agree that Britt Baker needs to do something, but I do think that they're really just waiting for Britt and Thunder Rosa to get started. But they're not afraid to hold Britt back for now to get to that because the women's division is slowly but surely getting stronger week by week.
2: It is. It is. And. I'm really hoping that they... Well, I, I don't see why he would not have, but I'm really hoping they brought in Mia Yim at the same time they brought in Keith Lee. Cause, um, yeah,
0: that too. She, That's another one.
2: She, yeah, she could be... Des- she's desperately needed right now. That would be a fantastic addition to the women's division. Yeah. So ho- hopefully they got her at the same exact time. Yeah. Um. I, I saw that she posted that she she went live on Twitch not too long after Dynamite, so she was not in AC. Okay. So hopefully, hopefully they they can really use a Mia Yim that can throw a nice little addition so that into so that mix. Um, I I'm, in, I'm interested to see where they go with all of this. Um, Mercedes and Thunder Rosa and Jamie Hayter is another. one. They need to get her off the ground and moving. Um, but again, they probably haven't because nothing has really been moving with that women's title or um Britt Baker as of late.
0: right, well, listen, we'll see. Um, You know, the women's division is going to be vastly different come Revolution, vastly different come Double or Nothing, and I do think that uh, eventually we're going to get that Rosa and Britt Baker match uh, at Double or Nothing. I I think it's too soon for Revolution. But what I feel is now um, it is the time to show everybody this footage from hodge apparently hodge big hodge my buddy jason big hodge has recovered some footage jesse why don't you set this up before i i hit play on my elgato stream deck to show this so, footage what the hell happened here in chicago last week man
2: so i come out of the Wind trust right so i'm walking down the street i'm going back to the parking garage and all of a sudden i get bumped into I saw who it was that bumped into me. I'll leave that part for the video. But the person that attacked me. It's not the person I bumped into.
0: So we're going to find that out. At the same time. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. The the person that you bumped into is not the person that attacked you. Yeah, I was attacked from behind man. Who the fuck did you bump into? It was two fucking people. So there's two people in this footage. You bumped into one of them, but the one that you uh, bumped into didn't attack you. There was some, it was like a setup.
2: It was a setup, bro. I was fucking set up coming out of the wind trust, bro.
0: For what reason? Do you have any reason why they would want to attack you?
2: Yeah. Is it my I fault? Think it, I, think seen, I think they've seen the reviews. Here's what I think. I think it's your fault and the OTS family's fault for running the rib on me for too long and someone found out about it. Let's just let's
0: let's just roll the footage. All right, listen, guys. Alright, all right, let, let's get the hashtag justice for Jesse going in the chat. Okay, here it is. The lost footage of Jesse being attacked outside the Wind Trust arena following Dynamite last week.
2: What's up, y'all? I'm leaving the wind trust. As you can see, the show was fucking hype, man. The show was fucking hype. You had to be here, bro. You had to fucking be here. Cause I was like, what the fuck, dude? Hold on. Hold on. Somebody over here fucking tripping. Hold on. Is this thing on? Jesse, my boy. I heard all that shit you've been talking. Babe, what do you think? Man, I think Jesse's tacos suck. Jesse, your fucking tacos suck.
0: Johnson and your heart attacked you, bro. Are you kidding me? Listen, I gotta get Lee Johnson on the show, man, and I, I, I gotta ask him some questions here. You know, and listen, I didn't put out a hit on you, bro. You guys told him not my fault that I said that he fucking sucked. Jesus Christ, man. Everybody's thinking it's Thunder Rose. It wasn't Thunder Rose, it was fucking Lee Johnson all along, bro. I don't know what Julia Hart has been lifting or eating, but I don't know if she had a brick or a bet. First of all, why didn't you put your fucking phone down is what I want to know. Because well, wait, to You get get went to go confront in the
2: these individuals? No, I didn't want to get broken in the fight, bro. I got an expensive phone, man. Oh, you, you fucking Samsungs, I know. Yeah, I got, I got a, a fucking $1,200 phone, bro, so don't leave me sitting down. I'm not trying to break this shit. She comes from behind.
0: Bro. Bro. Well, bro, I mean, did you have any words with him after the fact? He just walked away, he beat the shit out of you and walked away. He left me beat in the fucking snow, man. how did hey, you get home? You How'd you get home? I had to crawl to my car, bro. You call your wife to come pick you up in the fucking snowstorm? What happened? You drove yourself home? No, bro, bro, I'm I'm feeling I'm
2: feeling attacked verbally after my physical attack right now. I'm the victim right about now, bro. I'm the victim. Me. Me. She attacked me. For no reason, unprovoked, and everyone
0: around my damn city sat there and watched it and let it happen. Listen, man, you, 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 back in the day, you used to say Julia was no good, bro. You know? Bro. she get off my TV, put her on a t-shirt, right? Then you say Lee Johnson's a terrible fucking wrestler. Stay in the Nightmare Family, get off that. He heard all these words, bro. He, 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 he heard everything you said. I think he told her, bro. And of course he like told much. her. Of course he told her. Then you made fun of her with the eye patch, right? You said, you, listen, you said two weeks ago, I hope Malachi blinds the other eye. I said two weeks ago that I liked where this was going. She didn't hear that shit at all, did she? Well, clearly somebody's listening. Are you, are you, are you trying to get revenge when you get back to the Wind Trust or Chicago? What, what's going to no, happen? No,
2: no, no, man. No, man. I don't want no more of Julia Hart, bro. That's quite all right for me. No, thank you. I'm good. I'm good. That little girl can hit like
0: a grown ass man, bro. I mean, listen, man, that Black Mist must have gave her some fucking Spider-Man powers, man. I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm done. She probably sat down cross-leg
2: style next to me for a while. I don't know. I was out cold. I don't fucking know, bro. I all, don't know. Right, listen,
0: you know, if you thought that was all bad, bro, wait wait till Thunder Rosa gets a hold of you. No, 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 I'm good. I'm good. I'm and, sorry. And how does Lee Johnson know your tacos suck, bro? Did he have your tacos? Bro. Or did he just take a look at them and, and just kind of assume like I did, like they, they look nasty? Because there's no a sour thing. cream on shit man come on listen guys lee johnson has beaten the shit out of jesse man rightfully deserved rightfully deserved here i appreciate you guys hanging out with us man we're gonna get into hour two here for the aw dynamite post show on ots no sean Watkins. i will not play it again bro we don't want to embarrass jesse again Yo, listen, man. You know, you know what I'm thinking about. You know what I, you know, I see here, bro. I see the sixth pillar of AEW in Lee Johnson. That's what yeah, I see. Yeah, me too. I, I think Lee Johnson and Julia Hart are the best. Yeah, sure, 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 sure you do. Sure you Just do. please don't kill me again. Please. <laughs> Love please. it, man. Follow us on social media at JD from NY206. Follow Jesse on social media as well. You see, he's ad on the screen there. You Make sure you guys continue to hit that thumbs up. We got 1,300 likes. Make sure you guys also get your super chats in. We're going to hang out at the end of the show and continue to join the VIP section here on the podcast. Become a channel member. You guys are going to get those great perks to come along with it. And I appreciate you guys joining me here and Jesse on the AEW Dynamite post show. Jesse CM Punk and his partner, John Moxley. Against FTR, and CM Punk needs to win this match to get his rematch against MJF at his choosing or at the event of his choosing when he wants. This was a great match, and Punk again. I- I'm waiting for the people to say on social media that Punk gave too much offense to FTR, or how he should have chosen somebody else, except uh, or instead of John Moxley being his tag team partner. I'm waiting for some fucking complaint. When it comes to CM Punk, I don't advocate for a rematch. Jesse and I believe that it should have been one and done with uh, CM Punk and MJF going into Revolution, but they are telling a great story here. John Moxley fit the bill. I am okay with him teaming with CM Punk. FTR is one of the best tag teams on the planet. This was a great match, unadvertised, of course. What do you think of this, Jesse? And are you pleased with the way that they are getting CM Punk and MJF into a second match here at Revolution?
2: I mean it so to answer your question, am I am I I'm, am I pleased with how they got them to a second match? Yes, it makes sense. You know, there's not there's nothing wrong with the way they did it. Um am I gonna complain that we're gonna get a second MJF versus CM Punk match? Fuck well, no. I'm not gonna complain about it. Um would I have done it? No, probably not right now. No. I mean, it feels like they told this story and they should be done with it, but I can see that they have more to tell. And why not? You know, as far as I'm concerned, MJF just kissed that girl for a little bit too long. So that introduces his girlfriend. Yep. Last I heard, CM Punk has a, has a girl who knows how to wrestle as well. So maybe that's a second leg to all of this, as far as I'm concerned. I don't know. Um, as long as MJF comes out on top at the very end of the feud with Punk and not in the 50 50, you know, Punk one, uh, uh, MJF won, Punk won, then MJF won the third one. No, no. I want to see MJF walk out of this on top, winning with Punk still saving face somehow. So if they have to, if they have to have Punk um, lose through to fuckery again, I'm okay with that. I agree with it shouldn't be every match for MJF. He shouldn't have to cheat for every match. But no. if you're gonna beat a top tier talent, you know, for for a monumental spot, you know, if you can come out and say I beat CM Punk twice in Chicago then that's worth it, and that's something that needs to happen, so if, if, if you can do that, if you can now say, I beat CM Punk three damn times, and everything, you know that's worth it, that's helping MJF become an even bigger heel, Punk winning against MJF does literally nothing but bring down MJF, Punk is not any up higher on the totem pole, he's the same Punk
0: yeah, no, I I, I I agree with you. We 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 we've mentioned this before, and uh, you know we, we were talking about it being one match, and then if it was a second match, this is what we were afraid of. We, we see it too many times in WWE where they they book a match, and the match that we that we got is repeated three or four different times, and it results in 50-50 booking. I mean, just, just take Monday Night Raw, for example, this past Monday. I mean, Kevin Owens lost to Austin Theory one week ago. They wrestled on Monday, and then Kevin Owens gets his win back. I'm like, who the fuck gets over here? Like, why, yeah. are, you, why are you giving 50-50 booking to, to Austin Theory, who you should be building up on your roster uh, as the next big thing? Who gets over here? Nobody wants yeah. to see 50-50 booking. There has to be a winner, and there has to be a loser. CM Punk is at a fucking point in his life, a point in his career, where he is absolutely fucking Teflon. It doesn't matter who he loses to, especially somebody like MJF, who's been at the top of his game since he walked in the fucking door here. There's nothing but, you know, good things to come out of this. So why would anybody ever shy away from it? Yeah, yeah. Punk 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 is gonna get his
2: wins. And he and he can easily get his wins. Yes. Punk can have matches against not jobbers, but certified mid-carters. Um have phenomenal matches. Punk can win, and the mid-carters will be elevated from a match like that. Um MJF is just not in a spot where just being in a match and having a good showing with a Punk is going to elevate him. It's not. He's already up there, and to keep him up there, he needs to win feuds like this.
0: This is a perfect situation where Tony Khan can build a storyline with CM Punk because this is a storyline to be built from everything if he wants to. If CM Punk loses to MJF, I mean, this is the guy that has pretty much vilified CM Punk since the start of this feud. Punk obviously has a, a deep hatred for MJF. You know, this is a storyline that could develop out of this. Maybe maybe Sam Punk goes into some sort of losing streak. I'm not saying he needs to lose every fucking match he's in, but maybe he no. doubts himself, and maybe he he gets back on the right track by winning matches, and this leads to his eventual getting his confidence back and winning matches, and maybe he gets catapulted into the world championship situation. He gets that that momentum going again, and depending on who the champion is, that this could be his ride into a world championship run when that time comes.
2: Yeah, the the thing I like most about this is that if Punk would have beaten, if Punk would have beaten MJF in Chicago, um, smart fans would have never let Punk hit the internet. You know, he would have, he would literally have become what he mocked in WWE. He's a part-timer coming in and bringing down the top talent a few notches for no reason whatsoever. And that's not what Punk wants to do. And I don't believe that even if TK would say, hey, let's go out there and you beat MJF. I believe Punk would step up and say, I think that's a bad idea.
0: Yeah, no, I agree with you. So, yeah, I I, I hope Tony Khan and I think CM Punk is the type of guy that Tony Khan would absolutely listen to if that was the case. If Tony Khan wanted to do something, I think, you know, I, I don't think Punk is going to pull a Bill Goldberg and beat Bray Wyatt and say, fuck this guy. I'm taking the world championship while burying your fucking top guy. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I think I think Sam Punk's gonna be like, um, no, it doesn't make sense. I I willingly and graciously want to lose to this guy. Like this is this is it. Like I don't yeah. need it. I'm that here was, to that help was you. The
2: absolute, that was the absolute worst creative booking decision I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. And, and it only happened not that long after the other worst booking decision I've ever seen in my life when you had the fiend uh, not win the title of Hell in a Cell against Seth. Yeah. So, like, I mean, not too far apart. They made sure they buried Wyatt under the fucking ring when they had him lose the Goldberg, lose the title to Goldberg. That was just it. That was he was dead then. That was it. And that's and that would have been almost not quite a parallel, but almost an equivalent to what would happen to MJF. He would have derailed his fucking white hot momentum.
0: Yep. So this was a great tag team match. I mean. This was a quintessential fucking just great tag team match that you usually expect from FTR. You got the super team of Punk and Moxley together. They were working on Punk's legs, so they were trying to take out his leg. Punk eventually reached Moxley for a tag. FTR uh, took offense back there. Uh, FTR was putting Moxley through the timekeeper's table at one point. He made it back into the ring at a, at a nine count. FTR kept up the offense there with some frequent tags in and out, double teaming, isolating Moxley. So FTR took out Punk to prevent Moxley from making the hot tag. More double team moves here. Moxley then started to babyface it up, fired up with a big Larry out of the corner, reached Punk for the hot tag. Punk hit a rising knee uh, bulldog combo, tagged in Moxley. Uh, he got Dax in the electric chair. Punk. Then climbed the ropes, hit a doomsday device on FTR. Moxley took out Cash with a plancha. Punk went for a cover. got a near fall. So they're all out on the floor now. Cash hit a swinging DDT before grabbing the ring bell at one point. Punk rolled up Dax in the ring. Uh, kick out, forced Punk into the ring bell uh, for an awesome near fall. So Punk went for the GTS thereafter. Uh, FTR turned it into a big rig, forcing Moxley to break up the pin and Punk and Moxley then both teased their finishes. FTR fought out of it. They went for a stuffed pile driver. Moxley broke it up. Punk rolled through a crossbody into an Anaconda device. Cash tapped, but the official was distracted here. Tully then entered the ring of distracted Punk. Punk. Punk hit him with a GTS. Cash rolled up. Punk hooked the tights, tried to cheat. He only got a near fall. Moxley and Punk then both hit simultaneous GTSs and paradigm shifts for the win, and that was pretty much it. Um... Great match. Do you see anything uh, coming out of this Moxley Punk pairing for the night only, Jesse? After he gets done with MJF, do you see them kind of revisiting this in some way or bringing this up in topic somewhere down the line?
2: Nah, it feels like a one-off. Um, it feels like they're just trying to keep
0: Moxa uh, entertained until they get Kingston back. And no, Dan, uh, Daniel Bryan, no, uh, Brian Danielson here.
2: No, Brian. No, Brian Danielson tonight,
0: tonight yeah. on this show. He uh, had that promo with Moxley. Maybe left Moxley uh, alone this week to think on what he had mentioned to him last week. I don't know. Maybe we see Brian get involved with this,
2: but he's there because he, um, he's scheduled for Rampage.
0: Yes, he is there, but it wasn't on Dynamite.
2: Right, he's on, not on Dynamite. Right.
0: So we we uh, we may get some answers on uh, on what's going on here with Moxley and Brian on, on Rampage. But this was a great tag team match. Uh, I'm okay with this. Not really uh, crazy about a rematch. Not going to complain about it either because I love both guys and I love the storyline. But uh, as long as the outcome is the same, MJF needs to beat CM Punk, we will uh, see what the final legs of this feud has in store for us. We got 3 weeks to go before Revolution. Jay Cargill defeated AQA, AQA, a new female talent on AEW not signed. She is a student coming out of the Booker T wrestling school in Texas and this was Pretty much a, I don't want to say a squash, but this was another showcase match for Jade Cargill. Now AQA is the former Zeta Ramirez in NXT. She just got released not too long ago in NXT. Um, I don't remember her being all that good in WWE. I also don't watch a lot of NXT 2.0, so I can't really uh, I can't really say. Well, Jesse, what did you think of Zeta Ramirez here at, or AQA? I thought she looked very impressive. You you thought the other that she didn't look all that impressive, kind of sloppy actually. I,
2: I I yeah I I did and I paid close attention to it, especially since I didn't do my dark reviews this week, so I just spent that time on on her. And yeah, man, I I was looking at at least like at the most two and a half tacos, bro. I mean, she just she just came off very sloppy. Um. And I think it made it worse. Maybe I would have got a better read on her if she was in there with a more experienced um, wrestler. But being out there with Jade, it was almost like the blind leading the blind. You can yeah. you can you can see at at certain spots. And keep in mind, I'm in, I'm at right now. I'm believing that Jade Cargill has gotten better and is slowly getting a little bit better. But she's not to the point where she can um, bring um, someone like this to a great match on television. And I think they just both kind of. They missed a lot of, they missed a couple of spots together where they were both just kind of like corpsing and looking at each other and trying to figure out. You know, AQA went to the top rope and then came down without doing a move, which is a cardinal sin in wrestling. I mean, they just, they didn't have their coordination down. No. No,
0: nothing I did, I looked, did notice that. I did notice that. Yeah, no, nothing looked too good for me in this match at all. She did a great looking shooting star press. I mean, that was one thing that uh, I really yeah. took away from her. Excellent looking shooting star press. Uh, Jade, uh, hit a huge one-arm power slam, kipped up. That looked very nice, but at the end of it, I mean, it was pretty much Jade catching a crossbody and hit a power slam, and then followed by Jaded for the win. But like Jesse said, I mean, I did see the sloppiness here. I did see some promise in AQA. But the thing it, it, it all results back to Jade Cargill being very green, Jesse and Jade actually fired back at critics who continue to say that she's green. Now, I don't mean that, and you don't mean that in a derogatory way. We actually love what she's doing. We, we see her getting better, but yeah. she, she's not she's not progressing at the rate that I think fans want to see. Now, it was revealed that Brian Danielson is actually training or she's training with Brian Danielson and that is a huge plus in her getting caught up to speed uh, it, it says a lot about yeah. Tony Khan and, and the trust he has in Jay Cargill and the trust he has in Brian Danielson and it also goes to show you how great of a mentor Brian Danielson is because if he's taking Jay Cargill under his wing he must see something in her as well and he also wants to see AEW flourish and that's why he's doing what he's doing he just loves the sport and it goes to show you how great of a human being he is but Jay Cargill is firing back at critics who say she's green And she said, I'm still fairly new. Let's be real. I got 26, 27 matches compared to my peers who've done 100-plus matches and have done this for years and years. I'm still new. I don't take criticism when people tell me I'm green. That's fine. That's great. For somebody that's so green and doing what I'm doing and put in a position that I've been in, that's like, thank you. I'm being compared to people who have been doing this for many years. I'm green like money. I bring the money into the house, regardless if somebody's watching TV at 10 o'clock at night or just flipping through the channels. Let's be real. If they see my fine ass, they're going to stop. You know what they're going to do. They're going to go see my Instagram handle and look. After every one of my matches, my followers goes up every single time. Whether that's you looking at how fine I am, whether that's you seeing me kill it in a match, whatever it is, I'm bringing in the money. Even if people talk crap about me, good or bad, thank you. Keep bringing it. Keep me trending. I could care less, but I'm fairly new. I'm learning on the job. Every match, there is something I'm learning that I've never n- known before. Like my first time using a chair ever. I took that bed. Now, if I ever have a chair in my hand from here on out, I know what to do. I've been put in some rough and tough situations, but I thank Tony Khan for having trust and belief in me because a lot of people would not. At the end of the day, people are going to crap on me regardless because I'm new and because literally I came out of nowhere. That's fine. And I bring on the hate, but I'm still new. So I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't get what she was trying to say here. I, I, yeah, yeah, she brings in the money, and she's still learning. But I mean, how do you take that that response, Jesse? She she's green, but she is spinning it in a way as if she doesn't care. But it sounds like she really does care. I Like that, I, I think. I think she's
2: taking it the perfect way. I mean, it's see, the thing is, I, I think I think she I think she expressed herself perfectly right there. The thing is, people try to throw the term, oh, she's green, and they try to throw it as an insult. But she's right. I mean, the thing is, the fact the fact of the matter is, she is green. And not once did she even deny that in, in that quote. But it's not a bad thing. She just said she had 26 matches. If you have 26 matches, I don't care how you look you're green yeah hook hook is green hook is green dude if you only have 26 matches you are green it doesn't mean you're terrible it just means you have a lot to learn you have you you've got some developing to do there's a lot of things so if you're good now if you're just good and you're still green then hey man good on you because you're only going to get better
0: yeah, I like, you know, I like, I like that she, that she's owning up to that fact, like you said. I mean, she, it, like, like I said before, it, it sounds like she's coming off like she doesn't care, but at the end of the day, she does care. And, and what, I mean, or what I mean by, by that is she's going to take what people say and she's going to apply it. She doesn't seem like the type of woman that's going to fucking quit and be complacent or content with being where she is now. She clearly is speaking in a way where she wants to get better. And, and when, when people say she's green, like you said, I, we don't mean it in a bad way. Uh, you, you can look at Dana Brooke on WWE television. She's been there for how long? Six, seven years? And she's fucking green as fuck. You know, green. So, so they're all, you know, all women like that are green. So, I mean, I would take Jade Cargill over her in a heartbeat, and she's been doing this for six, seven years.
2: Yeah. Not yeah, a bad thing easily. at all. The, the, I, I mean, the ceiling for her and where she is right now are completely separate. I mean, they, they, they are night and day. So she is nowhere near... Where it appears her potential is. I mean, she really does have it all. She has, believe it or not, she has the charisma. She has the she has the charisma. She can use the help on the mic skills themselves, but that's going to just come with more promos because she's already very charismatic. She's very she's very confident. She has the look, and if she's working with Brian Danielson, she's going to be a mega star one day. She's going to have. All of the tools,
0: all of them. I, I, will, I will say this before we move on to the next segment, though. Now that that is out there in the open and she's working with Brian Danielson, I, I think it's going to have her under the microscope even more so because people are now going to be paying attention more so. Oh, you're being trained by Brian Danielson. All right, I'm going to see if she's getting better week in and week out. And if she doesn't, then the entire argument here about her being green and her not being good enough is going to be amplified a thousand times more than what it is right now. So I hope for her sake... That she is putting every ounce of effort into this while training with Brian, because if you don't get to where you need to be with him, there, I, I, I don't know, man. It's not going to be a good look. Yeah,
2: no, uh, and, I, and I believe she'll be fine. And I, that's probably why the um that Brian is taking her on because she's she's raw and she just needs to be cooked a little bit. And he's going to help. He's going to help prepare that meal, man. She's going to be really good one day. I'm not sure if that day is next week or next year but if she continues to put in the, the hard work that it appears that she has no problem putting in, she's going to get better. She does not come off as someone who's bad in the ring and gives zero f- about getting better because she only wants to look pretty and pose and only wants to show ass pics. It's not what she is about, at least to my knowledge. It looks like she wants to work in the ring, and if that's what you want and you're getting the help,
0: then you'll get there. Yeah, yeah she will. Give her give her a year. Um, I think she will be where she needs to be in a year training on the Bryan. That's yeah. that's that's my feeling there. Um, Serena Deeb, speaking of the women's division, Serena Deeb, one of my favorite things, one of favorite, uh, Jesse's favorite things here in the women's division, Serena Deeb, uh, she yes. had what is called a professor's five-minute rookie challenge. I thought this was going to be another surprise here by Tony Khan, but this was Serena Deeb against Katie Arquette. I, I don't know if this is a uh, relation to David Arquette, but uh, this is a rookie nonetheless- She's only wrestled once in AEW before on Dark about uh, six months ago. I'm sure Jesse is not familiar with her because I don't see why anybody would. Uh, Dee pretty much won this uh, in a minute. She did a neck breaker and then a single leg crab, and uh, she got the win there in just about 60 seconds, and that's it. So now we're doing the uh, Serena Deeb 5-Minute Rookie Challenge. Uh, I don't know if this is going to be a regular thing on TV until Sheeta gets back, but, you know, I I don't know what they do with Deeb. If they're going to start building the Owen Cup for the females, this is your winner right here. You don't need to really do much of anything. She doesn't need to be on TV every week squashing people. Just continue building her up the way that you have and have her be the eventual winner of the Owen Cup. That, that's how I feel about
2: it. Yeah, I think, I think Deeb is going to be the, um, the gatekeeper for talent like um, Athena yeah. and, and Mia Yim.
0: Yeah, and, that's, that's, and Tony Storm, hopefully. you Tony know Storm, I, right. I, I have no problem with that. Uh, you you put deep in there with any of those women, you got uh, something that probably book is going to be represented better than uh, what Britt Baker or the championship is doing. Yes, so. book it, book it, book it.
2: And I and I love I, I love how I I texted you this too. It was, I thought it was hilarious how we had Jay Cargill out there. You know the graphics team put up there her record. It's like you know four thousand and oh or some shit like that, and yeah. she trampled some talent in the ring and flexed, and said she's the biggest and the baddest bitch, and everything else, and then left, and then like a minute later, Deed comes out and says there's no one in the locker room that can compete with me, is there anybody back there that can compete with me? Nope nobody it, the woman who just left claimed to be the baddest bitch in town, and she's holding a title, and there's nobody that can compete with you, she just sounded really fucking sad. she just left the ring
0: well, I mean, it's uh, it's I get what you're saying. It does make sense. It does come off a little silly, but uh, it is pro wrestling and they can't cross paths yet because they're both heels. And, you know, obviously Jade is not ready for Serena D because she'll probably get embarrassed.
2: I, what are you going to do? But at least Separate the segments. Don't put them seconds apart. Jade Cargill is fresh in my mind. Like, wow, that Jade dominant. Yeah. OK, cool. Let's see who's next. It he comes you. deep. No one's on my level. The girl we just saw, she's not in your fucking level. She's holding a title.
0: I hear you. <laughs> Listen, man, nobody said AEW was perfect. Yeah, this is things get lost. Things me. get lost in translation. Listen, <laughs> it's, not, it's not as bad as Bruce Pritchard, right? No. So what oh, are we no. complaining no, about? No, no, We're no. complaining not about the very minuscule things here on AEW television. Yep. I, I think is think
2: leagues better than Cargill. Yes. But you just can't come out there and say there's nobody in my league. You gotta address it. Say, "Hey, apparently I can't get a title shot yet. So, bring on some other fucking rookies so I can give myself a title shot out here. Come on, let's go. You know what I'm saying? No one's on my lead. There's two women's titles. You hold none of them, and there's no one in your lead. What the fuck are you doing?
0: Maybe that, maybe that lead Johnson attack snaps some sense into fucking Jesse. Finally, man. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, what is going on? <laughs> maybe, maybe Julia Hart did the right thing here. I don't know. Yeah, I guess so. AW Rampage on Friday, Young Bucks versus Rapongi Vice, Brian Danielson promo. I'm assuming it will be against John Moxley or having to do with John Moxley. Hook, where my hooker's at in the chat. He's got a match against Blake Lee, who apparently is part of uh, QT Marshall's camp. Rick Baker versus Robin Renegade. I- is this a part of the, uh, the, the two ladies that you were talking about, Jesse? Robin Renegade, yes. the tag team that you've seen yes. on Dark?
2: I am very, very happy to see yes. one of the Renegades. TV because the
0: Renegade twins are money, bro, money, money, money. This is interesting. I'm gonna, I'm gonna definitely keep an eye on this. I, I would not be surprised with all, all that I'm hearing uh, yes. about the Renegade uh, ladies that uh, Tony Khan is going to uh, let this one go. I think he may end up picking them up if everybody is seemingly uh, so high on them. Yes, yes, that they, they are gonna be a thing, man. They are all. And then we got the tag team championships, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, Jurassic Express against the Ass Club or <laughs> the Gun Club. Uh, that is uh, Billy Gunn's uh, sons there, Austin and uh, what's the other one's name? Austin and, and who? Colt. Colt, Colt. yes. Austin and Colt yes. Gunn, the Gun Club. So that's happening on Rampage. And then Dynamite, Jericho, Hager, Santana, Ortiz tag team match. And then Thunder Rosa against Mercedes Martinez in a no DQ match. That should be the uh, barn burner of the evening. Because uh, if Thunder Rose is in a no DQ match, I'm assuming she's going to bring that uh, Latina heat and she's going to uh, bring it down on Mercedes Martinez.
2: Yeah, that's going to get ugly. Yeah, that's going to get ugly. How are you, how you feeling about the ass boys? I, I'm, I'm digging the ass boys. I,
0: I, I don't know. I don't watch enough dark to uh, get a feel for the ass boys. Um, I'm digging the ass boys. They might be on TV a little bit more. We'll, uh, listen, we'll man, see. that's what that, 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 that's uh, that whole working dark for a couple of years is paying off, right? Yeah,
2: man, they they are they are getting it together. They got a little chemistry, they got a little charisma, and they got a little. They're getting over with the ass Boys gimmick. They got something, and, he, and the Billy
0: Gunn's got something in his boys here, man. Listen, they win the tag team titles. Bring in Uncle Road Dog.
2: Yeah, there you go. If he can stay off Twitter with this, uh, no, no.
0: yeah, stay off Twitter, Road Dog. Really? Okay. <laughs> uh, anyway, speaking of ugly, Adam Hangman Page and Lance Archer main event on on Dynamite tonight. uh... This was uh, quite the match, but this was an ugly, hard hitting affair, which you would expect being a Texas death match. Absolutely brutal. Bloody main event. I'm sure somewhere Vince McMahon was calling up some fucking shady newspaper, some e drone fucking website to write up the next article on AEW about why they uh, are gory self mutilation. But uh, yeah. <laughs> that played into everything that Vince McMahon and uh, WWE throw at AEW in the shade that they throw. No DQ in this match. The only, win, the only way to win is via knockout or submission. And just about Archer was making his entrance. The cameras cut backstage, and the fight had began in the back. Archer wanted to choke slam Paige off the stage early. Paige came back with a belt shot and sent Archer through the glass in the entranceway, busting him open immediately before they even get to the ring. Paige went for a buckshot. Larry had hit it. Archer rolled to the floor. Page then hit a planche on the outside. Archer whacked him over the head with a trash can lid on a dive. Dan Lambert came out and started to unscrew the top rope. So this is the only Dan Lambert uh, sighting tonight. No Brandy, thank God, on tonight's show. Uh, I'm hearing, Jesse, that Dan Lambert and Brandy Rhodes lost over 100,000 viewers on Dynamite last week, and they may have aided in, in Dynamite not getting a million last week. Uh, are was, you are you familiar it, with that story
2: no i mean and this is my first time hearing about that but it 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 doesn't surprise me it was a little uncomfortable for some and i could see that because you basically have two heels out there i mean if i have to cheer for dan lambert because i really hate brandy that much then you just, you really get the uh, the wrong dynamic out there yeah i mean you you're not trying to portray dan lambert as a baby face he's the biggest asshole in the back But, I mean, you can't bring out Brandy to be a bigger asshole because now, I mean, you're basically making Dan Lambert a babyface here. He was right. He was entirely right. You're making me cheer for a conservative asshole out there because I just hate you that much, you know? So I I could see that. But the it was not boring, though. It was just a little weird and off-putting.
0: Well, I mean, it is, uh, it's something that I don't really care to see. You know, I honestly think we need to start building up Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky and move away from this Brandy Rhodes. Nobody gives a shit about Brandy Rhodes. I don't know what they're doing here. So I don't know if this was being filmed for, uh, w- w- what's their show? Roads to the Top. I don't know what's going on. Why the fuck she on TV? Nobody, nobody gives a shit about Paige Van Zant and Brandy Rhodes either. Yeah. N- nobody. Yeah. Well,
2: the, the, so they're trying to make us, I mean, and Paige Van Zant left here is a, uh, heel, too. So her coming back to now feud with Brandy Rhodes, yeah, it kind of... If they want to get Paige Van Zandt over and try to get her some reps in, I'm open to that, and I can see that, and that's cool with me, but it makes no sense to put her in the ring with fucking Brandy Rhodes. She needs help in the ring herself.
0: Well, well Brandy Rhodes wants to uh, earn it herself and uh, work her way up to winning a women's championship.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's, that just shouldn't be happening. Whoever <laughs> is green-lighting Brandi out there, putting herself into matches... To go over people, Brandy was in a match with Kylen King on Dark, and I was pissed about that. Kylen King is great in the ring; she should not be out there putting over Brandy. Fucking
0: no, no, not at all. Brandy needs to remain off of television. But yeah. um, Dan Lambert came out, unscrewed the top rope here. Jake Roberts came out; he got involved as well. He was trying to help Archer. He did get involved a little bit later in the match. Archer wanted a choke slam on the floor. Page popped up onto a railing and hit a moonsault, which looked great. They're finally making their way back to the ring here, and Archer was continuing to dismantle the ring ropes here. Page was busted open all over his eye. He had blood in his eye. He had blood in his beard. There were tables set up at ringside, and they were uh, not really arguing. They were jockeying for position there on the ring apron. They were uh, about to throw each other through the tables on the outside there on the floor. Page tried to boot Archer through the tables. Archer countered, sent Page into the turnbuckle. Jake Roberts then gets involved, like I said, short-arm clothesline, man. I used to love Jake Roberts' uh, short-arm clothesline back in the day. Fucking awesome. He then was going for his patented DDT. Archer stopped him. This allowed Paige to hit a DDT on Archer. So they're back in the ring. Page whacked Archer with some kendo sticks. No sold it, did Archer. Archer caught the kendo stick shot, broke it over his knee, chokeslamped Page through a trash can. Then he grabbed a fork from his boot, Yes, a fork that you eat with from his boot. (laughs) And he stabbed Paige in the face with it, landing a cannonball senton on the floor. But before he did that, he licked the fucking fork with Paige's blood on it. So this is Texas deathmatch personified. I am not surprised. Cannonball senton to the floor. Archer tossed a whole bunch of chairs into the ring. He pulled out a chair with barbed wire on one side of it. Propped up the steel steps. This was fucking absolutely brutal. Hit the blackout on Paige, on one of the steel steps. They weren't even, they weren't even propped up like you the normal way where you walked down. It was on its side. And then he did the blackout on Paige. Page crumbles to the fucking floor on the outside. Insane brutal spot. He wanted a power bomb in the ring. Page managed to grab the barbed wire chair, deliver a rolling elbow with some strikes. His arm was wrapped in the barbed wire. German suplex followed on Archer. He then, in a great spot, vaulted himself over the official to hit the buckshot lariat, sending Archer crashing through the tables that were set up before on the outside. Page landed on Archer, and then he got back into the ring at a 9. Archer stayed down, and Page wins the match, retains the title, and he is still the AEW champion. After the match, Adam Cole came out, picked up the AEW title, put it on Adam Page and his shoulder. Page is bleeding all over the place. Adam Cole turned his back to Paige, and Paige was standing there like, Really? Th- th- this is what you want? You want me next? Fine, let me clean myself up. I'll give you the fucking match. That was the vibe I got, but that is the way the show went off the air with Adam Cole showing you where his intentions lie. Jesse, this was a great match, and I am in the minority, I think. I enjoy uh, Adam Page and what he's delivered as far as in-ring goes, but I, I feel like... He, like you said, he's lost momentum, and and like we discussed before, he's not really in much of anything right now. seems like the build to him winning the championship has kind of, you know, reached its peak, and then after he won the championship, it's almost as if they they didn't have a fucking clue as to how to book him as champion. And like I said, I think with all the incoming talent, it, it seems like Adam Page and the luster of Adam Page winning the championship, I mean, that big baby face on Dynamite, it's kind of wearing away because of all the new toys Tony Khan has to play with now.
2: Yeah, I can see that. I mean, but wait, we're not going to, we're not going to gloss over this, over this fucking buckshot Lariat spot, but this guy fucking flipped over the referee. Yes.
0: He vaulted over the referee
2: and buckshotted Fucking Lance Archer out of the fucking ring through a table. Yes, that was worth it. That was worth it, bro. That was worth that was worth the whole fucking match. That was an insane spot. I I popped for that woman. That was fucking huge.
0: Lance Archer, but, again, uh, seemingly just uh, placed in a, uh, you know, let's beat him up role, but have him look impressive, you know? I feel yeah. like Archer's gotten the short end of the stick, man. He's another one that's just directionless.
2: So so coming out of this match, he kind of knew that Archer couldn't win this one. Yeah. So my concern is I want something important and big for Lance Archer after this. I, th- I think he did everything that was asked of him in this in this feud. And I think he can bring a lot more to the fucking table um in the top of the fucking division. Um I think this shit with um Lambert and Jake is getting a little convoluted and he needs to pick a manager and go. Yeah. And, and um I don't want to see Jake go, but for right now, Lambert is a better uh manager for Lance Archery.
0: Right? I agree. Um, I don't want him to uh, mix it up with Brandy. I mean, if he's gonna do uh, Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky and Lance Archer, he needs to uh, eliminate the Brandy Rhodes dynamic there. Like, we don't need to have, yeah. have him to be well, there because what he does there with her is kind of, in my opinion, going to bring those those three guys down.
2: It is. I mean, if this is just the feud he settled with, he settled with for the time being, so be it. But as long as we get Archer along with the um the top guys, or at the very least, just have him with Lambert then I'm okay with that. If Lambert wants to have his top guys and, and manage Archer on the side, I'm okay with that. You know, I believe, um, I believe Paul Heyman did that as well with, with uh, Brock Lesnar and CM Punk. Um, Paul Heyman managed both of them, but not together. You didn't see them coming out together as a stable. It just Paul was with Brock. And then also Paul was with Punk.
0: Yeah. I will, I, I, will, I will say this as far as Archer, before we get into the Super Chats, as far as Archer is concerned, this may have been, uh, in, in all the months that we've seen him in AEW, this may have been the absolute best presentation of Lance Archer that we've seen, e- even in a losing effort, and, and in many yeah. losing efforts. This may have been the best presentation of Lance Archer that we've seen in AEW, and I would like to see more of it because I loved it. I, I Yes. Did. But, uh, ladies and gentlemen, that is your AEW Dynamite review portion of the show. I I appreciate you guys joining us. Uh, This was a tremendous episode tonight, and I am sorry for the uh, slight technical difficulties. I am in New Jersey, so I'm on a PC that I don't regularly update. So when I turned on my computer, I didn't realize that I needed to completely update my OBS program. So that's why we were dropping frames before and the stream got started 10 minutes later than usual. But we had a tremendous night, almost 3,000 in the venue tonight for Keith Lee's big debut. There will be more debuts in the weeks to to come. Tony Khan is not going to let up on that. So it's going to be a big, big spring and summer for AEW. I want to thank everybody that came out to the Tennessee Avenue Beer Hall as well for the meet and greet. I appreciate you guys very much. Hopefully we get to do it again very soon. Thank you to uh, everybody. That came and hung out and had a couple of kind words to say and Hoop Media was down there. You know, you know who Media, right, who Hoop Media is overrated, bro. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. So was your, uh, so was your, uh, your fucking tacos.
2: Hey, hey, hey. You know what's not
0: overrated? The fucking beatdown from Julia Hart and uh, Lee Johnson. Why well, gotta bring up old stuff, man? Uh, what old stuff? We'll, we'll be, we'll be replaying that for the weeks to come. Oh, Jesus Christ, bro. Anyway, uh, guys, get your Super Chats in. Thank you for all the love today. Jesse and I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Follow us on social media. You guys know the deal. Continue to hit that thumbs up. Let's try for 1500 man. We're uh, 100 away from $1,500. let us do it. And continue to get those Super Chats and VIP applications in. That join button down below. Become a VIP right here on OTS. We're going to start at the top with the Super Chats. Joseph Taylor with the $2 Super Chat. The Young Bucks versus the Hardy Boys. Full gear. I can see it. I can see it. Jesse can see it, too, but he doesn't want to admit it.
2: I can see it. No, I, I can see it. It's just a matter of me enjoying it.
0: Uh, you, you will enjoy it. Don't worry
2: about it. I hope so.
0: Tony Brown with a 99, 99 Super Chat. Awesome show. And it ain't started yet. Hopefully some booty meat, J.D. and Jesse. Um, <laughs> You had some booty meat tonight, Tony. Uh, Jade Cargo. There you go. And uh, next week in Thunder Rosa. So you be should, you should, you should be good to go as far as AEW is concerned. There you go. Sean Swabby with a $2 Super Chat. Today is my birthday. Everybody give Sean some birthday cake emojis in the chat, man. Happy birthday, brother. Oh, speaking of which.
2: One week from today. Yeah. What about? That's, that's your brother's Frank's birthday, right?
0: Uh, February 16th. That's right. There you go.
2: It's my birthday. There you go. Next week. Next Wednesday. My birthday, everybody.
0: My Uh, birthday. Are we having having Lee Johnson on the show to continue his verbal evisceration of Jesse for his birthday? I think we had enough of Lee Johnson and Judy Hart on the show. No, man, listen.
2: Listen, it's your birthday, man. We We got to add insult to injury here. No, no, we're good. There's enough insult and injury going around. Thank you so much.
0: Edward Serenson with a $25 donation. Thank you so much for the FaceTime with my girlfriend. I wish we could have made it there in person. Hopefully we can make it to a hog show and meet up. Your next trick is on me. What are you drinking? Edward, thank you so much, brother. I appreciate you coming out today, man. It was a pleasure to speak to your girlfriend. Hopefully she can make the next one. And then I can ask her what she's drinking. Thank you, Edward. Appreciate you, brother. Michelle Moran, what a $5 super chat. Great show tonight. Looks like Punk and MJF part two at the pay-per-view. And finally, Inner Circle is breaking up. Can't be Cole Page at the pay-per-view too soon for Page to lose. I don't think so. I think Adam Cole is going to be the man, baby. I would do that anyway. I don't know about you guys.
2: Yeah, you can't go wrong with that, man. No. You really can't.
0: No. I mean, you,
2: you already had him come out and, you know, tell everybody he wants that damn title, so... Yep. There you go. You
0: got to give it to him. Uh, I, I just need to know how far the goalposts will be moved back when Adam Cole wins the world championship. He should have won it sooner. Yeah. Oh, he would have been better under Bruce. Yeah. He looks a little pale. He's a vanilla midget. He lost muscle mass. Yeah, whatever. Okay. Hey, get the fuck out of Tyler B. 499 Super Chat. I'm still recovering from the amount of yelling I did tonight. What a great fucking show. OTS for life. I appreciate everything you guys do. J.D. and Jesse. Thank you, Tyler B. I hope you had a great time, man. That seemed like a fucking great show tonight. Jesus, with a 999 Super chat Tonight marked the road to revolution. Can't wait for the pay-per-view. You and me and Jesse, brother. It's going to be a good one. Whoa. Fujin's Henry with a $50 bomb. Thank you, brother. Happy 40th, bro. Bottle of screwball, peanut butter, whiskey on me. OTS for life. Long-term hooking, he says. Fujin, thank you so very much, brother. And I'll take that bottle of screwball, man. No problem at all. DJ with a 999 Super Chat. I haven't been in the live stream in a while because I've been going through a lot, but I always watch every podcast, and TK never disappoints with these surprises. Never does. The goalposts are always moved back for TK as well. Oh, AEW is only getting people excited because of Tony Khan's surprises. Whatever the case may be, man. What's better, what Tony Khan is doing or Raw? I don't care what you got to do to get fans excited. If they're fucking excited, you're doing something right. Of course. They're excited about your product. Simple. Inglorious with a $5 Super Chat. Switchblade, I called him arriving a couple of weeks ago, and everyone called me crazy. Jinder Mahal. I don't know what Jinder Mahal has to do with anything. Keep him off my TV. Switchblade, the opposite, man. Get him on my TV. Spirit of the Wolf with two $5 Super Chats. I'm a big fan of Jade. It's been a great time to see her improve with each match. I hope Danielson's wrestling wisdom rubs off on her. So glad to see Limitless Keith Lee in AEW. That pop was crazy and the man looks happy to be there. Can't wait to see him as a world champion. A lot of a lot of good in those Super Chats, Spirit. Thank you so much, brother. D Bastardo with the $2 Super Chat. He was at the meet and greet tonight. What's up, brother? You and your brother are chill, respectful fans. Thank you, JD. Thank you, man. Yes, indeed. My brother Frank came to the meet and greet tonight, man. He was there. Oh, he did? Mr. Legionary, yeah. Awesome. Brian Danielhausen with a 499 Super Chat. What's up, JD? It's MGM Ballin. What do you think of the new name? It's Creative Ballin. I prefer your old one. (laughs) It gave you a little bit more identity, bro. I think we should go back to it. But thank you for the $5. Awful Grim Bones with a $9.99 super chat. I normally wait until after the stream is over to listen. But in this case, I have to show up live to send love. Love Wednesday nights. Love this OTS family. You're the truth of the IWCJD. Thank you, Bones. I appreciate you, brother. Doesn't matter when you watch, man. As long as you watch. Live. On demand. As long as you're here. Gyro Gonzalez with a Mexican pesos 50 in Super Chat. There was a production error on the first segment when Spears presented the MJF new t-shirt. That's the issue that AW has got to fix. And eh, it's just a minor camera issue. Nothing too big. I didn't see it. What was the production issue? Um, There was something happened. A faulty camera that was not really shooting the angle of the Titantron or the screen there in the venue. To show oh, the T-shirt. I remember, I remember. Listen, if man. Was... What, what's what's worse, Kevin Dunn's fucking one thousand camera shakes, or, uh, or or this little mishap today? I even had a that mishap was... with my fucking camera today. It
2: was three seconds. I, I mean, know. If you come to us. A... Come on, man. Yeah. Perfection. You gotta be perfect, or people come. Come on, man.
0: Guardian of chaos. What's up, brother? Nine ninety nine super chat. 40 of 49 SpaceX Starlink satellites were taken out by geomagnetic storms, which is affecting internet throughout the world, predicted to get worse. J.D. and Jesse is like tacos and sour cream. Oh, my goodness. Geos? What? Geomagnetic storms taken out internet throughout the world. Is that Frank? No, it's Guardian of Chaos. No. Oh, okay. And apparently, he called me a taco and you're the sour cream going
2: to be the fucking side of yeah. yeah. I
0: thought that was the,
2: that's my fucking
0: head of security Guardian. What the hell? Listen man. He knows what he's talking about.
2: My damn head of security.
0: Jeez. Thank you Guardian. Um, Tony Brown with a four nine the not super chat. Keith Lee is a beast. Yes he is. Cesar Tavera with a five dollar super chat. A bit late but happy for you. Might go to Chicago for all out. What pizza shop would y'all recommend for Chicago style pizza? I'll leave it up to this fucking geek over here. I don't eat deep dish, man. That shit sucks. Dude. He never said deep dish. He just said Chicago and pizza. Chicago style pizza is deep dish. Go to home run in pizzeria restaurant. You come to the Bronx and we go to Louie and Ernie's, man. Fuck that shit. Um home run-in. Magician sapphire. Super Chat. Finally, Keith Lee is all elite. Keith Lee had a banger of a debut tonight. Excellent show. Magician. Absolutely. I thought the debut was perfect. NC Waterman 34. $4.99 Super Chat. AJD, been with you since the Black Ops two days. It's been amazing to watch your journey. Pretty good birthday for myself. A great Dynamite and OTS. Rock on, man. Thank you, Waterman. Appreciate you, brother. Black Ops 2, that's a fucking century ago, bro. Holy shit. Oh, wow. Zach JD with a 1999 Super Chat. This is late, but happy birthday, JD. You've been a fan since 2014. You got me through the most darkest times of the last seven years of my life. I also ordered a Blue Moon, and Jesse gave me a Heineken. He ate all the limes as well. It's the fuck is wrong lies. with you, Jet? You giving this man a Heineken when he ordered a Blue Moon? I don't even serve Heineken in this bar, bro. eats just limes?
2: Pucker up, that, he up bro. you said you ordered a blue moon
0: and I ate the orange, okay. I ate the orange. People eat oranges. Who eats limes? He probably he probably meant that you hoarded them for your tacos.
2: Unbelievable. Unbelievable.
0: Uh, Zach J.D., listen, man. Uh, Lee Johnson's going to write it down in his notebook, bro. Offense number 137. Don't worry about it. Guys, if you want to see the horrific footage of me being
2: abused, I just posted it to my YouTube channel, and it is also... The link is on my Twitter, wall, so you
0: can go watch it. Yeah. Don't worry, I'll post it on Twitter tomorrow. Oh, God. By the time I do it tonight, it'll be too late. Oh, God. Man of a thousand and five holds with a re-up six month. Thank you for the recommitment, brother, to the OTS VIP room. AEW's now limitless. Tonight felt different. Welcome, Keith Lee and Switchblade. Con proving the doubt is wrong. Give me an Apple Washington. I don't even know what the fuck that is, man, but it sounds good. No idea. Heidi Hoffman with 499 SuperJet. Thoughts on Punk and MJF now drawing high ratings. The match and whole entire program was amazing. Um, Things happen, Heidi. Um, People watch other things in DVR. AEW Dynamite with the DVR probably mixed in. AEW probably did a 1-3, 1-4 rating. It's not a big deal. Look, here's here's my thing about that. Would I love AEW to
2: come back with staggering ratings numbers? Absolutely, man, because I want to see the company do me. Yeah. But, as long as the network is happy, and from all reports that I can see, they are over the fucking moon with everything AEW has done for the network. And they're producing product that makes the fans happy, I don't give two shits what the ratings are. I really fucking don't. I don't want them to be a one- because I want the show to do well, but if the ratings are a little bit down and it's the best show I've seen, then I'm happy with it. I don't care that much about the fucking ratings.
0: You know, Monday Night Raw's rating was a one point three eight on sci fi? Wow. In the mud is Monday is- Night Raw. Yeah. That show was awful, so it probably uh the rating is probably very equivalent to what the show looked like and, and felt like on Monday night. That's so great. Um, no, I don't give a shit about the ratings either. I just I just love uh, throwing it back in the E-Drone's face because Raw sucks. Yeah. Uh, Heywood with a $2 super chat. Turned on NXT. Sold Dolph Ziggler. Turned it off. <laughs> yes, Dolph Ziggler, on was, on Dolph Ziggler was was on NXT, <laughs> and he's challenging Braun Breaker for the NXT title after he gets done with Santos Escobar. <laughs> I didn't even... I, I had it on his background noise, man. I was fucking updating my PS5 for uh, Destiny 2 Witch Queen. I don't give a fuck.
2: No, I don't want to see Dolph on fucking Mondays and Fridays. Yeah, no, no, nobody, nobody
0: gives a shit about yeah, like Jesse's. Nobody gives a fuck about Dolph Ziggler on his, in his normal environment. Now, you, now all of a sudden you care about him on Tuesday nights. I posted this same exact thing on Twitter, and I had these Dolph Ziggler fucking super fans coming at me, telling me to shut the fuck up. Like I didn't know Dolph Ziggler had such a rabid fan base on Twitter.
2: Yeah, he's real. Wow, that's a really...
0: That oh, he's underutilized. About- he has a fan base? He's underutilized. He's a great in-ring performer. I never said he wasn't. Oh, my God, dude. Dolph was great. I just don't give a shit about him.
2: Does anyone not have this fucking fan
0: base? Oh, I don't. Uh, Heywood, thank you so much, brother. Kevin Wedderburn with a $2 super jab. Bearcat is officially dead. Keith Lee is reborn. With yes. Bearcat is, uh, he was uh, euthanized tonight. That's great. Uh, Derek Anawaii with a $1 Super Chat and then a $5 Super Chat. Hey, Oos, happy birthday. Please play Mario Kart again. Someone someone posted on Twitter. I don't know if this is uh, coming out of a Nintendo thing that happened today. There's 40 new Mario Kart tracks coming to the game. Is this true? It's a to me. If that is uh, true, I, I might have to jump back on.
2: News to me. I know, um, I think Rage just uh streamed uh, Mario
0: Kart recently. Maybe she knows. The big 4L with a 1999 super chat. How do you feel about Keith Lee's uh Keith being over Hangman a Revolution for Black History Month? No, yeah, Keith Lee's not getting a world championship, not yet, anyway. MJFC and Punk Hell in a Cell renamed that Revolution. Maybe steel cage, maybe I don't know. But when the steel cage matches ever leave uh, the people that they are supposed to keep out out of the cage, never. Even in, even in hell in a cell, man. Um, Christian Shay with a four ninety nine super chat. I would never like MJF. I don't think he gives a shit. Not supposed to. Good. Yeah, you're not. Yeah, you're not supposed to. Frank Aquilino with a 499 super chat. people said that Adam Cole's buried forget that AEW has four pay-per-views a year just being in a pay-per-view main event is a big deal Cole will headline Revolution yeah Cole's gonna headline a lot
2: of goddamn people
0: most of the community mm-hmm. is a bunch of blithering fucking fools um Frank uh, I, I do not take anything that uh, any of these cretins say seriously Adam Cole is a top three pro wrestler on the planet so uh, they could lick my fucking nutsack for all I give a shit uh, Jedi Punk eighty five with a five dollar super I can't wait for Warlord to turn on MJF. It might end up benefiting CM Punk, assisting him to beat MJF in their next match.
2: No, Punk needing help to beat MJF is just as bad as him just beating MJF. Yeah. So no, it doesn't work. It makes Punk look even weaker. He needed help to beat MJF, and he cheated. No. MJF needs
0: to, needs to win clean, like Mr. Clean.
2: That would be perfect. In a perfect scenario, yes. I just don't think they're going to do that for a couple of reasons. I mean, one, you want to keep Punk strong as possible. And two, it's just, I know we don't want Heels to win by, you know, the various means all the time. But when you got a heel like MJF, who's at the heel of all Heels, I mean, he's just like the Danos of Heels. And if he did it to beat the top, top guys, he always
0: cheated to beat the top, top guys. I can see that happening. Somebody in the chat he, said they're remaking the Nintendo 64 uh maps all over again. Mario Kart.
2: I get Nintendo Direct, broadcast focused, upcoming Switch games, Mario Kart. Ooh, Mario Kart's trending bro. Yeah, so probably
1: I'm opening yes, the I, link
2: I, now, but <laughs> Mario Kart is trending, breaking. Forty eight remastered courses are coming to Mario Kart 8 Deluxe as paid DLC starting in March. Oh my goodness. So I guess
0: okay. we're not getting a Mario Kart 9, huh?
2: It's starting in March and releasing through the end of 2023. So they're not all coming at one goddamn time. Jesus fucking Christ,
0: man. Just give me the 40 maps at one fucking time, will you?
2: <laughs> Dude, i make you wait.
0: P-Mac with a $5 super chat. I stay in San Diego like 15 minutes from the border. No disrespect, but we put onion, cilantro, lime green salsa, and red sauce on tacos. No sour cream. Thank you.
2: Yes. That guy. Get that guy a raise. Get a guy a promotion. You know, You know,
0: I knew there was a reason I didn't like San Diego, man. Fuck San Diego.
2: Oh, no, no, no. That,
0: that, that makes sense, man. That sounds like a good goddamn taco. Uh, Ray G with a seven-month re-up to the membership. Thank you so much, brother. Thank you for the recommitment. Thank you for a great show, guys. Every time I listen to you, too, my wrestling IQ is learning new stuff and get smarter. You guys are the gurus of the IWC. Much appreciated. I appreciate that, Ray G. P. with $2 Super Chat. Sour Cream Taco Bell Tacos, not Mexican street tacos. Listen, man, her Taco Bell tacos are better than Jesse's tacos. That's what Lee Johnson told me.
2: Son of a bitch.
0: Julia Hart actually prefers my tacos over Jesse's. That's what I, That's also what I was uh texted. Yeah, they, they told you all of that yeah, stuff. Yeah, right? yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. My and, 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 and Julia, and Julia awesome.
0: adds sour cream to her tacos. I'm not
2: asking it. her she, and, and, Man, look, man. Anybody who needs to put sour cream on their tacos need a brain scan. I'm just putting <laughs> that out there right now.
0: You need your brain scan. Listen, man, when you go to Chipotle, you don't put sour cream on your fucking burrito? I do not. I okay. don't get burritos well, from Chipotle. I get, I get the rice bowl. Oh, okay. So you're one of them fucking hipster geeks that uh, go, oh, g- Can I get a veggie bowl, please? You know, no, man. Rice, me- beans, chicken, and fucking sour cream with extra cheese, will you? Give rice, give me the salsa,
2: the tomatoes and shit, cheese, um, chicken... Guac! or you gotta
0: have guac! Bro.
2: You gotta have guac! And you pay yeah, for that yeah,
0: fucking okay. overpriced guacamole? They do. They charge like a hundred dollars for a fucking little thing of guac, man. Don't they? It's like they say like they charge you eight ninety nine for a fucking little container of guacamole to do what? You dip fucking three chips in there. It's all gone.
2: Yeah, you gotta be nice to the people, and if he, if you get a good cashier, she'll put you like a little dip on top and won't charge you shit for it. But, yeah, they have to charge you, like, the standard price for, like, a small guac, and you just want, like, a little bit.
0: Listen, man, listen, you know, I heard through the grapevine that Julia Hart makes excellent avocado dip. Oh, Maybe one of these you know, days, if you're nice to her, man, and fucking stop making fun of her one eyeball, maybe I she'll will. show you how to make it, and maybe she'll invite you over. If she makes fantastic avocado dip, fantastic,
2: I'll try it, I'll love it. I just don't want to get beat up in my hometown again.
0: Listen, man, I don't, I, don't, I, I can't help you there.
2: My city,
0: man. I can't oh. help you there. The uh, guy with the animals with a $5 Super chat. Thank you both for making this so fun. A lot of us go through stuff in our lives, and y'all give us something to look forward to. Love from Texas. Thank you, man. I'm always here for you guys. Jesse's always here with you guys on Wednesdays, doing his own thing on Monday and Tuesday. Sir. Sure. You got plenty of content, Mr. Guy with Animals. I appreciate it, brother.
2: By the way, on that note, um, I am due for another uh, retro pay-per-view review and let to do it this saturday this saturday night at 9 p.m central 10 p.m eastern we're gonna review the 1998 survivor series the 1998 survivor series huh 1998 survivor series deadly game tournament bro we're gonna watch the absolute rise to the top of the rock when he was crowned as his
0: uh, uh, WWE champion for the first time. Well, we, had some, we have we have some incoming information here from Rayfinity in the chat. I heard Jesse say Lee Johnson isn't man enough for Julia Hart. Really? God damn it, when daddy. did you say? When did you say that, bro? I am. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I know better. I know Julia is is very attractive, bro. But I mean, you, you can't Not be fair. hitting on on Lee's woman, bro. Come on. I am. Not going back I mean, you ain't you show. ain't doing yourself no favors, man. By the time by the time she loses her other eyeballs, she's gonna take your too. She may be like fucking uh, emotep from uh, from the mummy, man. She may fucking take your eyeballs and take them for herself. I now fear for my safety. <laughs> <laughs> 1998 Survivor Series yeah, deadly call, game tournament. Call Brendan Fraser, bro. He may he may need to fucking come in and uh, give you his mummy tips.
2: You guys, are gonna get me killed, man! I told you, <laughs> Johnson's gonna pick up on that shit and get mad. And he told his damn girlfriend,
0: and oh, I got man. jumped in the streets of Chicago, like Julia a fucking uh, you know those chalices in the mummy man. Everybody, all the guys that were fucking digging for the treasure, they they all got <laughs> killed. And then he, re, he he regenerates himself. That's what he's gonna do to you, man. Um, Chad Hopper with a five dollar super chat. Hey, JD and Jesse, it's been a while since I've caught the show live, but I do watch. Keep up the good work. Love you guys. Thank you, Chad. Awesome. Big L. Uh, Big 4L, 499 Super Chat. Warlow should be the only person to beat MJF for the AEW chip. He should do that as TNT champion. Punk Brian Mox new NWO.
2: Warlow can beat MJF at, at the right
0: moment. Bro, can you Absolutely. imagine Punk can you imagine though Punk Brian and Moxley as a new fucking faction?
2: Man, I was hoping for I was hoping for um um, Brian Moxley and Hook, so and so and, and the part where Brian was talking about you know, get a young talent and mentor them. I wanted them to get Hook, I, I want him to say Hook and, and watch that pop right there.
0: Christian Shea with a $50 super chat. When would Wardlow face Hangman Page? Uh, I don't know, man. Uh, it, it'll happen sometime, but it won't be for the title.
2: And you already face Hangman hey Page, Did he? I thought he had to face Hangman in the lead-up. When was that? He had to face. Then he had to face Hangman and uh, Sean Spears, right, to get to MJF.
0: No, he's talking about Hangman Page.
2: Oh, oh, MJF.
0: Never mind. No, no, no. Hangman Page. Wardlow right. will face MJ. Uh, Wardlow will face uh, yes, MJF at some point, but uh, he will face Hangman Page at some point in the future, but it won't be for the title.
2: No, probably not. <clears throat> Angel with his... Hey, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Hey, Heyman has quite a few
0: challengers lined up ready to take that title from him. Oh, yeah. Anymore. Angel with a $75 super chat. Dynamite was terrific tonight. Keith Lee looks so fantastic and happy. Of course, the old man, senile Vince McMahon, dropped the ball with him as he's done with so many other wrestlers. Yes. Vince has dropped the ball not, not only with uh, everybody here that he released, he's dropped the ball with WWE in general. But all they care about is a billion dollars. You know, nobody, nobody wants to, uh, you know... Bring up the fact that the one billion that they made last year, about six hundred million of it came from TV rights deals in Saudi Arabia. But yeah, you know, we won't discuss that. You know, it's not—it's not because of ticket sales or mer- or merchandise sales or anything like that. You know, peacock peacock subscriptions. Nobody, nobody will mention that. though. Right? No. Without the TV deals, they are good as dead. Well, when um, by the time those numbers catch up
2: to them, by the time people realize they overpaid for the product, and it's time to re-up and do
0: deals. By that time they were so WWE and Vince won't carry.
1: Yeah.
0: Hurley Jones with a $5 dollar super chat. AJD, welcome back. Hey, AJD, and welcome back, Jesse, apparently, he says. Thank you.
2: Thank you, Jesse. I you missed Hurley. you guys,
0: okay? Nick Crispino with a $5 dollar super chat. Cole White, Red Dragon. There's Kenny, Hangman, Bucks, Blood and Guts match, Spring Summer. You know, I could see that. I could see Hangman getting involved. Maybe he loses the title and gets involved with his old guys again. It, I, I missed see. it. What you say now? Cole, Adam Cole, Jay White, and Red Dragon versus Kenny Omega, Adam, Adam Hangman Page, and the Young Bucks in Blood and Guts. Yeah, yeah, of I course. can see that. Absolutely. Page lose the hey title.
2: Man, yep. That's gonna be another thing that um, TK is gonna have to worry about is after they finally do take the title off of Hangman, hey is keeping him at the top and not letting him founder to the bottom of the card.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. We don't want to big E him. Yeah, yeah, no, he needs to stay up top because he is a top guy. Brandon James Shea with a two-month re-up. Thank you so much, brother. AEW is the best show now. They have been the best show. I mean, what, what, what would you take over AEW, SmackDown? <laughs> Give me a break, man. Nobody watches that shit. Um, oh, boy, we got a lot of Super Chats here. Holy shit. Um. Eli. Three-month re-up, because Keith Lee is already established and has the most experience, Hobbs can still win the TNT title. Listen, man, Hobbs is going to be fine. We, we all love Will Hobbs here. No rush. There's no rush on Keith Lee either. I'm just saying that, you know, Gosh. there will there will be some people that that get upset that people coming in and their spots are going to get pushed down. It's just a natural thing. Gavin not D- to, I'm sorry. Not, not, not to mention, I'm sorry. Not to mention, guys, don't forget, too, most of these
2: guys come from a company where if you are on top or anywhere near the top and you get hurt or your push gets derailed for any other reason, they don't hold your spot for you. They just fucking replace you. And that's just that, that's just the mentality they've gotten used to so they're protective of it. Yeah. It, it doesn't feel like that's the case here. If, if you got a spot in the top, unless you do something to ruin it, your spot is secure when you get back. You know,
0: Moxley left. He came back. He's not at the bottom of the card. He's, he's still a top guy. Yeah. He knows some. Gavin Deeth with an Australia mate $5 super chat. Make Keith Lee join Adam Cole's group so we can have Cole as his manager. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah, very funny.
2: Yeah. Change <laughs> his name while he added it, too. <laughs> cut,
0: cut his hair. Cut his hair. Take Bay <laughs> Bay, <laughs> Bay away from him. Change his theme music. Yeah, that's, let's do that. I'm, sure, that, I'm, I'm sure they're having a cold
2: fucking arena.
0: I'm sure they're having a cold beverage tonight somewhere laughing about uh, being in the same place now away from that fucking cancerous environment Captain- yeah, at,
2: one, at, one, at one point somewhere we're not even going to see it coming Cole's going to get pounced out of the fucking
0: arena by fucking Keith Lee too. Yeah. Captain Solo, what a $5 super chat Do you guys see Keith Lee as a needle mover and is the AW roster getting too much talent I hope to see Morrison and Tyus soon as well Uh, I don't think he's a needle mover, but like I said, Captain Solo, uh, he's going to be a difference maker in other ways for sure. I'd like to see John Morrison, but at that point, um, Tony Khan has to eliminate some of the year ones before we start bringing in more people. Yeah. Tommy Branigan with a $5 in Super Chat. Thank you, Tommy. He leaves me uh, alligator Super Emoji Cons. I don't know what the fuck that means, but thank you, Tommy. Maybe Jesse can... uh, Make some alligator tacos or gator tacos, man. I don't know.
2: That's disgusting.
0: External shockwave with a one-eyed, did not super chat. Big shot Lee Johnson and Julia One-eyed Heart. The goats. He says, "Yes, indeed." Man,
2: that's, yes, indeed. that's assault, man. That's assault and battery. You guys are
0: cheering. Don't worry, you guys are healed. Not me. Don't worry, Christian shea with a fifty-dollar super chat. He he simply says, "Justice for Jesse." Thank you. See, that's that's the kind of super chats we need. See? Kelly, what a $5 super chat. At least it's not Thunder Rosa, Jesse. LOL. But my tacos are better. Love ya and OTS forever. LOL. I hate all you guys so much. Kelly making better tacos all the way across the fucking globe, bro. Robert Hall with a 13-month re-up. Hashtag Jobber Jesse confirmed. Oh, my goodness.
2: I was assaulted. And you guys oh are laughing my at God. my pain
0: laughing at my pain. Brandon Bogan with a 499 Super Chat. Was great to meet you tonight. Good to share. Same mindsets with the king of the IWC. I was the one with your OG get off my TV shirt. Thank you, Brandon. Appreciate you, brother. And thank you for, as always, stopping by. Hopefully you enjoyed the show tonight, man. Dark Star 50 with a $10 Super Chat. Man, AEW just never fails to shake up the wrestling world. TK knows what he's doing, bro. TK knows what he's doing. Jedi Punk, two dollar super chat. Jesse vs. Lee Johnson. Make it happen, TK. LOL. Don't, I pay to see it. Me. I pay to don't see it. And then that. Julia Hart and I will sit on the would sit on the uh, the outside, watching, eating our tacos, not yours.
2: Cat Eyes needs to defend the honor of Jesse against those hooligans. Let me tell you something, John Nelson. My wife laughed at me. She was the first one to laugh at me when she saw my pain. Everyone laughed at my pain.
0: Listen, man, I I think Lee Johnson would agree he deserved it. Awful grim bones. What what are are you talking about? What are you
2: talking about? I just told it like it is. So I said Julia Hart was a little green when she started, and she got offended and decided to physically abuse me, and you guys are laughing about it.
0: I, I, I don't know. I heard I heard all, all these derogatory things coming from you alone, bro. I, I praised Julia Hart from day one. Oh, my God. praised her from day watch. one. I, I said she's a future world champion as soon as she walked in the door, bro. Okay.
2: I hate all you guys. Too much,
0: man. Awful Grim Bones, 499. The fact that Brian is training Jay goes to show you how legit that promo was last week with Mox. They're really shaping the future. wonder what Mox will say. Yeah. Ryan's doing his thing, bro. In and out of the ring. Captain Solo at $5 Super Jack. Give me Ember Moon, Taya Valkyrie, and Tony Storm in the AEW roster, and we are ready to kill it for Great Wins Pro Wrestling. Show WWE how it's done. Bro, AEW right now has a better women's division than the WWE. <laughs>
2: As of now, they do.
0: As of now, they do, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, John Thompson becomes a new member, bro. Thank you so much, man. What are you drinking? DV Acme. free up for four months. Thank you for the recommitment, brother. Andrade, Darby, Keith Lee are all going after the TNT title. I find the TNT title picture more exciting than the world title picture right now. Let's get it on Cole first before we start making assumptions, bro. DX for life with an Australian $5 super chat. It's crazy how many contenders AEW has for their major titles. Yet WWE struggled to find people for Roman M, the WWE title. Well, that's that's thanks to uh, them uh, firing everybody and Tony Khan hiring all the people that they fired. Awful Grimbones with a 4.99 Super Chat. Can't wait to Adam turning heel and becomes the outlaw. Maybe he's a better heel run than the run he's on now. Just a thought. Adam Page is not turning heel, bro. No. No, forget that. That's not him. Brandon James Shea with a $2 Super Chat. Send Hook. Yes. Send Hook is always the answer.
2: Girl, we we got a disturbing news article.
0: Oh, my goodness. What happened? <laughs> I'm just going to send you this shit. You're going know, to love it. John Thompson with a $100 Super Chat. Sean from Philly. It was great meeting you at the Tennessee Avenue Beer Hall. Hopefully, you and Jesse come by to Philly in April. Love the channel. And I'm now a VIP. I'm drinking peanut butter whiskey. Love you guys. John Thompson, thank you for coming by, brother. I I appreciated you coming by and... Chat it up for a little bit. Hopefully you enjoyed the show, man. It's a lot of money. I appreciate you and uh, everything that happened today, man. I appreciate you very much. What is going on? The Undertaker, Booker T. The Undertaker says, uh, what? Booker T says, The Undertaker will wrestle one more time? Yeah, Booker T predicts The Undertaker will wrestle one more time. I didn't know Booker T had a second job as Nostradamus, man. Give me a break. No, but he works with a company that could have put that shit into his head and put that shit out there to get feelers. Sure. I don't think he I don't think he randomly made that up for no fucking reason whatsoever. Uh, you know these guys like to spew shit just to get people talking, bro? Maybe. Or well, they could be getting feelers. We're we'll yeah, coming into
2: WrestleMania season and
0: here we already... Yeah, here we just, already. just like Bully Rice saying Goldberg should beat uh, Roman Reigns, right? Why do people still listen to me? I don't know. He blocked me, and I'm kind of happy he did at this point because I don't want to hear from him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, after that, after that, I don't know who the fuck listens to Busted Open Radio anymore. John Thompson, thank you so much, brother. Uh, Christian Shea with a one hundred dollar super chat to follow up. John Thompson, AEW for life, forever and ever. Christian, you're a fucking beast, brother. Always, man. You may, you may, you may own fucking equity in the venue, man. Just next to Osprey. Holy shit. Oh, yes. Me Wilson with a nine ninety nine super chat. Happy J White and Keith Lee are in AEW. Alexey Adam Cole versus Hangman. Feel like Adam Cole can end Hangman's title reign? Great review for you guys, Jesse. Hope you're okay. I'll be alright. I'll be alright. He ain't alright. Julia Hart's talking to him, bro. Oh I'd be more afraid of Julia than I would be Lee.
2: Yeah, I am right now. We
0: got Julia Hart and Thunder Rosa on your ass, man. Oh my goodness. I don't. Know. I don't know whether to call you a lucky guy or a fucking uh, a complete. I, uh, I don't know.
2: The unluckiest man in the world is one of those things, like, oh man, you're lucky to come that, no, no
0: not one of those
1: times
0: Todd Wiley with a $2 Super Chat, credit to Cassidy for making Lee look like a million bucks yes, that that uh, that huge throw that he did, Cassidy sold ah. the shit out of it man,
2: unbelievable yeah, he jumped halfway across the fucking ring
0: Matthew Malnar with a 199 Super Chat looking forward to Witch Queen absolutely man, I can't fucking wait I can't wait to craft my own weapons
2: yeah, I heard about that.
0: MGM Bowling. Hey guys, I'm back. I was cursed by Danhausen. 4.99 super chat. I'm I'm sorry to hear that, bro. I don't, I, what's the cure for a Danhausen curse? There's oh.
2: none. He's he's doomed, he's
0: Okay. Doomed. So Adam Cole's he's not Adam Cole's not winning the world championship. Nah, no, probably not. Now he's fucked. Yeah. 1.99 super chat by Eddie. Louie Ernie's JD, the OG. Louie Ernie's is good pizza, man. Fuck that Chicago shit. JT Golden with a 4 99 Super Chat. The tacos of my college that sends me to the bathroom are better than Jesse's tacos.
1: Oh my oh, god! That's, that's
0: low, man. Now, what is that? What is that? Uh, what is that? Um, what do they call that? Uh, hamburger helper? What is that? <laughs> <laughs> what? A Ham- What? What is that? What, what type of ground beef is that? What, what type of tacos are you talking about, man? Ground beef, chicken, pork? What, uh, is, what, what are you making here? My
2: fucking tacos are not bad.
0: Man, I walked into Walmart today to get some stuff for the apartment, man. I walked down the aisle with, uh, I don't know what the fuck was in the aisle. I, I looked up. You ever have Manwich or Sloppy Joe? I make Sloppy Joe from scratch. Ah. Yeah, I don't I buy do the like shit. Me- I, I don't buy the shit in the can. I just looked at it. It looked nasty. No, no, don't
2: buy it in the can. I make, I make it from scratch, ground beef, seasoning, all that stuff. And from scratch, it is
0: delicious. Stuff. I
2: haven't made it in See a that,
0: that? if you made that for me, I'd eat it.
2: Yeah, I haven't made it in a few
0: years, but I, I should make it. Um, what do we got here? We got uh, JT Golden. Thank you so much, brother Christian. Shea, I don't like sour cream on tacos. Listen, Christian, don't don't play into this guy's I fucking games, man. Come on, I may have to dump him. Not going fucking tacos. Troy Turner with a 14 month recommitment. Thank you so much, man. Thank you, JD, for all that you do. OTS for life, and Jesse can keep his dry ass no sour cream having tacos. Unbelievable. Jericho, eighty-one, thirty-one with five dollars super jet. AEW should look into taking Rampage in two hours on a new night. The roster is too crowded for now. Three hours of AEW television. Yes. Move it to Tuesdays, two hours Tuesday into Wednesday. Live television. It needs to be.
2: It should be. I say Thursday, man. Go to Thursday. Go to Saturday night. Not everybody's going to stay home on a Saturday night and watch TV. Not no. only that, their pay per A lot of their pay per views land on Saturday. Yeah. So, Thursday is the, is the
0: day. Coil Phoenix with a $5 Super Jack. Can I just say how awesome it was to see Keith Lee tonight? And also, can we continue to team Punk and Moxley? They were amazing tonight. Take my money. Yeah, they look pretty good tonight.
2: Yes, indeed.
0: You know, being that CM Punk uh, was uh, the quote unquote one to bring the Shield into the WWE and wanted Chris Hero in the Shield instead of Roman Reigns. You do realize He's not Roman. Hey, Yeah. Instead of Roman Reigns, <laughs> yeah. T-Money with a one Super Chat. T-Money in the house. Thank you, T-Money. Nemai Naran with a $4.99 Super Chat. Great meeting you today and great conversation. Enjoy the screwball, brother. Thank you so much. I appreciate you, man. This fucking guy got me a bottle of screwball today, man. I said, thank you.
2: Oh, that's nice. Look yeah, at that. Look man. at
0: that. I got the best fans ever, man. There we go. Troy Turner with a $5 Super Chat. Let me, listen, Nemai, also, I need to speak to your brother, bro. Seriously, we got we to gotta snap some scents into him. Justin Striplin with a 4.9 9 not super 2 speaking of everyone, a Thunder Rose of these two women will battle each other for the Warriors Women's Championship this Saturday. Really? Oh, my goodness. That should be a damn oh, good match. Oh, yeah.
2: That. That's here. That's here. That's right.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He won't be there, though, because he's afraid.
2: No, yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I ain't going there, man. Forget that. It's right down the street. I'll say down the street. It's Cicero's probably about... um about a half hour. Look,
0: look, look at this. Look at this thirsty human being. Issa in the chat. Did somebody mention Roman Reigns? Oh, God. It's like the up. bat signal goes up bro, on fucking Gotham.
2: Right. I oh, bet she wasn't even in the stream. She was at home minding her own business and get wind somehow that someone mentioned Roman.
0: Yeah, there was a little moisture in the, uh, in the lady parts there, bro. Oh, uh,
2: that's
0: fucking disgusting. <laughs> um... Troy Turner with a $5 Super Chat. Let me break out the world's smallest violence for Jesse's pain while I eat a taco with sour cream on it. Oh, my goodness. Guys are so, so vicious to me. So vicious. Captain Solo with a $5 Super Chat. Who's the biggest clown? Booker T, Jim Cornette, Bully Ray, or Disco Inferno? And tell Jesse yes. New Year pizza will always destroy your Chicago pizza. Okay. I'm going to say... And I'm, uh, not, I'm not, uh, not answering that then. Can we all, can we just put them all in the same fucking uh, clown car and, and send them away forever? Disco could drive, Bully Ray could be the fucking passenger seat, and Booker T and Jim Cornette can argue back uh, in the back seat. Or maybe we'll put Disco on the fucking trunk, man. Nobody wants to hear him just, speak. Just roll that car off the fucking cliff.
2: <laughs> just roll them off the cliff. Hey, put these bums in the car. Roll it off the fucking cliff.
0: Oh man. <clears throat> Am I nine ninety nine? Thank you so much again, brother. Great meeting you today. Glad I got to give you that peanut butter screwball in person. Enjoy, brother, and thanks for the great conversation. Now let's get your brother into the conversation, too, man. Got to teach him a lesson. And then Zachary with a one ninety nine super chat. Would love to see Hobbs vs. Keith Lee. It would be a beast match. Yes, it would. And that is all the Super Chats. Guys, you were incredibly generous today, man. This uh, trip to Atlantic City was incredible. The meet and greet and the AW Dynamite post show. I appreciate you guys very much. We are uh, about to get out of here. But uh, any parting words, Jesse?
2: Nah, nah, I'm good. Again, join me this weekend, Saturday night, 9 Central. We're going to cover the 1998 Deadly Game Tournament Survivor Series live Review, retro review, and we can sit, hang out, we can talk shit about JD and everything else. Come join me. Shout out. What do you mean talk shit about me? What are you talking about? No, nothing, man. I didn't say that. Let's just keep going with the show. What the fuck are
0: you talking about, man? No, nothing, nothing, man. Just you had too many drinks tonight. Yeah, yeah, I did at the bar, but I'm good now. No, no, no you're no, no, you're still drunk, bro. You're still drunk. Nah, no, no. no. I think you're drunk, man. Uh, sour cream on tacos needs to be a thing, and, and Julia Hart needs another eye. Oh, so, uh, listen, guys. I appreciate you uh, hanging out tonight. We are about to get out of here as as always, and I'll be back with off the script maybe tomorrow if I get back to New York in time. Man, if not, I'll see you Friday. Double upload day. We'll do um, we'll do off the script for twelve, and then SmackDown, and go live for SmackDown and Rampage. But until then, guys, thank you so much for everything. Make sure you guys follow me on social media. Follow Jesse on social media. I'm JD from NY206 on Twitter and Instagram. You see Jesse's at, or not really, I'm in the car now, so uh, fuck him. He's in the, he's in, he's in the trunk, contemplating uh, life and Lee Johnson beating his ass. Uh, we got all the other videos that you might have missed on the channel. Make sure you guys go check that out. It's all on the homepage. Plenty of content for you guys. Also, go check out Bonfire. Bonfire.com, the exclusive home of Off The Script. Hit that subscribe button. Make sure you guys are here weekly. We do it every week, daily. That's pretty much it, man. I'm, I'm out of fucking uh, things to say, but I got to get to the guitar solo. What, what else you got, Jesse? What, what what other complaint you got in the community before we get the fuck out of
2: here? I got to upgrade my security to my home now, because now I have Julia Hart, Lee Johnson, and Thunder Rosa. So... Please support us, guys. Support the channel. I gotta upgrade my security system. I need... D- around here. Support me. What,
0: what type of... I, I thought you had... Uh, you don't have one of them uh, camera ring bell thingies that you got outside? Bro, what the fuck is that gonna do? Just record my next beat down for me? <laughs> Listen, man. Uh, I take it. They're on sale at Home Depot, bro. Go get one.
2: I got the fucking cameras at the door, in the backyard, all that shit. So...
0: All my beat downs will be caught on video. All right, listen. All right. We'll uh, go catch Jesse uh, next week on Monday and Tuesday. I'll see you guys tomorrow for episode 412 and then Friday live for Smackdown and Rampage. But I need two things from you guys, man. Number one, I need those guitar emojis in the chat. My VIPs, those Mustangs, if you got them. And number two, when that guitar solo comes on, I need that music on max. I'll see you guys tomorrow on Off the Script and Friday back live in the venue for SmackDown. I'll see you guys later.